Today on Gamerhead Radio, a new challenger has appeared in the form of Brian Lesser. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! I am Charlie Technotronic Horn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. The Technotronic Worthley, I guess. Te- is, the one and only. The. Is, uh, that's right, is, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with us in the studio this week is, uh, as promised from a couple weeks back, uh, our resident fighting game expert and uh, badass B Squad co host, Brian Lesser. Colonel, have you lost your mind? No. You've lost your balls. How's it going, guys? How's Hi, Brian. Going, Hi, Charlie. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about you guys? Excellent. How was your week? It was good. It was very good. I was uh, actually um, coming back from Evo, because we're going to talk about that, but uh, there's a little uh, sickness we call Evola. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you know, it's the cold, flu, whatever whatever it is, you know, that gets passed around by everybody, so... sure. sure. Uh, recovering from that, so uh, I'm doing good. It's like doing Penny really Arcade Expo has chicken packs. Chicken packs, that's right. Oh, that's ooh, I like that. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Uh, yeah, but it yeah. seems to be anytime you get a lot, a lot of um, of of uh, people of our of our particular ilk all together oh, yeah. in one place, uh, it, it's bound to happen. So yeah, so geeks and nerds, as far as the eye can see. Yeah. We just have to think of like you know a, a creative one for Anime Central, and that's it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the the disease that oh, is central is. It's homestuckers. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not. Big, guys. I'm not a big fan of the comic, but damn, I'm not that bad. Oh, I, I jest a lot. I mean, of we, I mean, we, we actually we, villains yeah. fans. We have a bunch of homestuck fans. As yeah, our, I mean, we just we just call fans, it con plague so. for now. But it is con plague, con flu. You know, I want to think of something creative though. Yeah, we'll we'll work on it. We'll see yeah. what we can come up with. Uh, so first, uh, really light weekend releases coming up. So on uh, the third, uh, so as of when this is posting, probably yesterday, uh, Freedom Planet is coming out for the Wii U, and Nom Nom Galaxy is hitting Windows and Mac. Uh, on the fourth, we're getting Etrian Odyssey 2, Untold, The Falner Knight? Jesus, with these titles. On the 3DS, <laughs> uh, not Vita, surprisingly. Um, um, Galax Z, The Dimensional, on the PS4. Rare replay on the Xbox One. Woo! Uh, 30 games, 30 amazing games for $30. If you don't buy this, you are crazy. And uh, Submerged on the PS4 on uh, the 4th. And then on the 7th, Submerged is coming out on the Xbox One. Actually, I want to make one correction. If mm-hmm. you don't buy Rare Replay, you're either crazy or you don't have an Xbox One. That's true. Says, uh, so says he, Brian as he <laughs> laments. <laughs> so you're crazy. Got it. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or why not both? I'm sorry, I, uh, my fanboy is showing. I have to tuck that back in. Sorry. It's good. It's okay, you, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> going to get that thing Everybody gets one. Yeah. 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 True, true. And seeing as how this is our first episode for August, we'll also tell you about the free Xbox Live game was, Games with Gold and PSN uh, subscriber games uh, for the month of August. So for Xbox Live Games with Gold, for uh, the Xbox One, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes is going to be your free game from August 1st through the 31st. Awesome. 31st, 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 the 31st. It's okay. It happens to everybody. Yeah. Uh, So, of course, I'm following up from, uh, I believe, PlayStation had it last month. 
Um, uh, so, uh, yes, make, make so it was a, like, yeah, June or July. Make, making the rounds there. And then uh, How to Survive Storm Warning Edition will be uh, your free Xbox One game from the 16th through September 15th. So they're doing like this staggering like offset thing now with the games because it used to be like two games for like the month and then it just kind of turned into some games went for like two and I think yeah. even three months with Pool Nation. Um, and, then, uh, and then uh, yeah. and then on the Xbox 360 for the 1st through the 15th, your free game is Metro 2033. And uh, which I'm kind of excited about because I didn't get, get a chance to play that. And then uh, from the 16th to the 31st, uh, Metro Last Light. So um, awesome. So yeah, uh, catch up on the Metro series there. And keep in mind, folks, um, you even if you don't own one of these systems, as long as you have an Xbox Live Gold subscription, you can quote unquote buy them online or uh, with the Xbox One case uh, with the Smart Glass app. Which you should be doing, especially if you're an Xbox One owner. If you, I, I don't know who owns Xbox One that doesn't have a 360. But considering that Xbox 360 backwards compatibility is here and more games are going to be coming, I would imagine that the majority of yeah. these free games with gold you're going to be seeing added relatively soon to the backwards compatibility list. Yeah, which should so be awesome. you should be picking those up now and just getting them Building in your library, yourself a library in anticipation for that. Yeah. Absolutely. On the PlayStation Plus side of things, your go again. free games uh, for <laughs> August. Um, so on the PS4, uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris, um, which, uh, hooray. Um, I played the the last, uh, so this is the Lara Croft, like, kind of like, like th- third quarter down perspective um, adventure game kind of sort of thing. Uh, me and Michelle played the last one. We really enjoyed it. Um, what, would, the, what would you compare it to? Like, um, I don't. Well, what would I compare it to? I would like is I, it like is it like an action RPG like a, like a Diablo or a Gauntlet? Um, there's really no RPG in this at all. Um, it's 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 all action. It's it's got the same perspective as like a Diablo, but it's it's all about action. There's 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 no. I don't think there's. Okay. I don't recall there being any sort of leveling. Well, up no, or no, I mean, like I mean, that. just just like that's the kind of thing that I that I'm that I know it like again yeah. Diablo being like a, like how how an action RPG like like, like Diablo is. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and then uh, Limbo, you'll be able to get on the PS4 because yeah. that's on everything, and you should play it if you haven't because it's excellent. Um, Sound Shapes, is that a groan I'm hearing from? This? Yeah. What, you didn't like Limbo? No, no, not really. I, I, I'll post it. I can see why people liked it. It just wasn't for me. It's 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 okay. You can be wrong. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so subtle. <laughs> and uh, uh, for PS4, PS3, and the Vita, you've got Sound Shapes as a free game. Um, also on all three consoles, you've got uh, Stealth Incorporated 2, A Game of Clones. Uh, so there's that. And then on the PS3, God of War Ascension and Castle Storm on the PS3 and PS Vita, which was previously a free game on Xbox Live uh, for the Xbox One. That's actually um, a pretty good lineup for, for PlayStation Plus. For this it's, one. it's it's okay. There's no, they don't have any, um, I mean, God of War Ascension, I guess, is the only like top tier release that's in here. Um, which is a sad pattern considering for PS4 at least. Yeah, they've they've they definitely started out strong and have been sort of waning there. But uh, but uh, yeah, those are your free uh, Xbox Live and PSN uh, games for the month of August. Uh, so, John, what did you play this last week? Um, well, the the before I get into what I played, I, I want to announce on the show that uh, last week I got engaged. Megan and I are getting married, which Yay. for those of you that listen to the show, we're but wait, didn't you make a people? Yes, <laughs> we did make a people first. Uh, our son, the way we explain it to people is, is that he was uh, unexpected but not unwelcome. We were very excited to have our son, but we were not we were not ready to get married yet. And as it turns out, we love each other. So that's a bonus for our son, thank God. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I bought my uh, my lady a, uh, a gumball machine ring. 
<laughs> no, I didn't. It, it's not it's a, a thought that counts. It's, it's actually just a bread twist tie. That's all it was. sandwich. <laughs> Uh, no, I bought her a a, a, a ring uh, and uh, and and made it official, and we're getting married probably in June of next year. Awesome! So uh, that's exciting news. So um, I somehow amidst uh, now looking at wedding dresses and uh, wedding locations and all these things and planning and <laughs> I found my way to some gaming. Uh, so this week I played a mixed bag of stuff. I'm trying to do the trophies for Arkham Knight. I'm really it's I'm just losing interest in fucking with it. I just don't wanna I just don't wanna mess with it anymore. I got other things that are calling my name, so I may let that go and just YouTube the ending. It just doesn't mean that much to me to have the hundred percent completion rating on it. Um I played uh, a surprising amount of the three DS title that I got with my Nindy bundle, Ollie Ollie. Uh a little skateboarding game, won some BAFTA mm. awards. Um it made me angry. <laughs> it made me really angry because it it's it plays a very particular way, and I kept playing it because I had this like little ten minute downtime sections where I had nothing to play, so I would play it because it was something you could play quick, no commitment. Um, I got good at it. I got really good at it, and then I understood the game, and um, I'm almost done with it. Uh, I didn't think I was going to play through it. Played a little bit of the Moon Chronicles, which was also part of the Indie Bundle. I'm still tearing through the tail end of that stuff. So I'm sorry, I missed something. Why did the game make you mad? Because it can. It, when you first start playing it, it just you're gonna f- fall on your face a lot, and you're gonna. It doesn't. It has a very unconventional control setup. Okay, so the learning and, curve is steep, but once you get it, you get it. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's just it's kind of frustrating, which is not. I'm not above committing to something that's not easy to play, pick up and play. Um, which I'll explain with something else I played um, in just a minute, but I'll, I'll make the commitment to try something out. But it didn't mean that it wasn't a learning curve and that it wasn't kind of difficult. And honestly, the 3DS's uh, thumbstick and the sort of everybody complains about if you play on a 3DS for too long because there's nothing ergonomic about it. It kind of tends to cramp your hands. That kind of gets to be a problem with this game because you're doing a lot of thumbstick flicking and button combinations, and the shoulder buttons are hard to reach. And um, I have shitty arthritic guitar player hands, so you know when I get done when I get done playing Ali Ali, it looks like I have these two like stump nubs for hands because I can't close my fucking hand, open my hands. Um, that sounds awful. It is, it is, but they're really great for punching people in the face. Oh, um, oh, oh, it's okay, not you. Okay. Um, so I played Ali Ali. I played a little bit of Moonbase Chronicles. It's really weird and graphically well beyond it b- 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 behind the times a strange little game i don't know if i'm gonna finish it um i played um i played some titanfall which is odd you oh. know i haven't done that in a while with ryan uh, is that is, no i just played some titanfall on oh. my own i just felt like playing first person shooter <laughs> uh played some more assassin's creed uh chronicles china i like the game i have a lot of problems with it i don't know if i'm gonna finish it you know it's, mm. it's would you say that concept. the reviews of that are fair reasonably the the big problem i have with it is combat's really clunky like the movement and it feels like assassin's creed and it's an extension of assassin's creed everything feels like it should and then you get to the combat and it's really jerky and clunky and just doesn't feel right doesn't flow like yeah and it's it's between now and when they put the next of the three that they're putting out there's room for improvement and smoothing and i really hope they don't just lean on the engine they've built and put that out again because it it's kind of ruining the game for me um i played i played halo spartan the little halo spartan assault game i've had it forever i keep trying to get through it little by little by little i actually do like it for such a simple little game does it have co-op it does have co-op online co-op yeah 
I would. I've also been meaning. I've been it's sitting fast on that. too. We could okay. probably kill that game off in an evening. It's not hard. Uh, hit all. me up with some night. Yeah, we'll I do it because I want to go back and play it. Okay. Um, but it's uh, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's a, a weird like top down extension of Halo. Please. I played Halo Wars. Yeah. Is it like that? No, okay. Halo Wars is almost like a like a stripped down RTS. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. This is not. This oh, is okay. like real time action. And it's just little guys, and it's kind of like. Three fourths overhead, kind of isometric, and and but, but all the controls are the same. Everything you expect to control and feel like Halo feels, oh. it feels like. You oh, know, okay. um, you hit you know Y to switch guns and hold X to pick up or drop weapons, and you fire in real time, but you use the right thumbstick to kind of point where you're firing. And oh, okay, okay. It's it's you know it's a little action game. It's nothing nothing crazy special, but it was fun. Okay. Um, and then I I did something I didn't think that I was gonna do out of curiosity. Um. I, I downloaded and installed the trials for um, both of the um, Xbox, like, I don't what the hell are they calling the program? It's their equivalent of early access on, on Xbox One. Um, the, I don't remember what it's called. Don't ask me. Um, um, if you're familiar with Steam, Steam does early access games, games that aren't finished, and you can pay full price for the game, and then they update it and finish it, and then as you as they finish it, you get it. Um, I was very upset to hear they were doing this when they announced it at E3. Both of them, both games, which are uh, The Long Dark and um, Elite Dangerous, both of those games are the only two featured in the program right now. You could download an hour-long trial for each of them. Hmm. Um, I played Long Dark, really enjoyed it. It's like a survival game with a sort of odd artistic perspective to it if you've played a survival game on the pc you know exactly what it is you gather resources you try not to starve to death or freeze to death or whatever um when it's finished i may actually buy it Hmm. okay um elite dangerous i played the tutorial for had heard a lot about it on the pc uh the tutorial is all they give you in the trial you can basically learn the controls it is it's got this crazy steep learning curve and like the most creative use of a flight, like space simulator huh. on a controller I've ever seen. It's a space sim? It is a space sim. Oh. And that's part of the reason I'm going to talk about this, Charlie, because all I could think about when I was playing this was you, because I feel like you would really, really, really dig the shit out this of this has not. This has completely flown under my radar. That's okay. because up until recently it was a PC-only title, and okay. we don't spend a lot of time there. But um, it, it got really uh, pretty good reviews on the PC. Um, I, I'm sure I could run it on my PC. I just never thought to and the thing with the early access equivalent mm-hmm. program on xbox one is is the developers are offering the games unlike steam where most of them you just you buy the the full price of the game and then they release it in patches and sometimes just cut and run and don't fucking release it and, or say it's finished when it's clearly broken which is why i hate early access right on xbox one both games are offering the full game at a discounted rate if you buy them while they're in early access Oh, as opposed okay. to the full price. That sounds like I a better way I paid $30 for Elite Dangerous, which will be a $59 title when it releases. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. The Long Dark, discounted right now, is releasing at $20 as opposed to 30 okay. at retail. At least based on what they're charging full retail for the PC versions of the game. Um, I'll probably end up buying both. But Elite Dangerous is this massive, massive space simulator. It's it's a sim. It's, it's, I mean, you have to... There's a lot that goes into creating... Or not creating, but playing the game but it's got it suffers from the same problems that a lot of space sims do which is you're running around doing a lot of like you know buying cargo at one station and flying it to another or i mean there's more to it than that and but it's just a really pretty game and aesthetically very appealing and 
Uh, I find myself continuing to play it, even though I'm not I'm not barely doing anything. I just keep playing it. Yeah, so. they just call it game preview. And game um, preview. That's yeah. the equivalent of the program. And uh, yeah, you, the the I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is what you said, but um, they said that the pre order is thirty ninety nine. Um, Thirty ninety nine. That yep. was it. Yeah. Yep. And um, oh yeah, I'm looking at screenshots. This is pretty. Oh, wait till you see it running. You'll probably, I, I predict, ladies and gentlemen, that before next week's episode, Charlie will at least play the free trial. <laughs> I'm I'm sad I can't download it on the Smart Glass app because that's why I pulled it up. Um, it, it has a button to pre order it, which is but uh, no no. Uh, yeah, there's a no free trial. It's only an hour, and you're just gonna get to play the tutorial. But anybody with an Xbox One at home, I recommend you try it because there's nothing like it on Xbox yeah. right now. And this is a rare, a rare instance where you're seeing PC games ported to and, and adapted to fit in the console, which almost never fucking happens. Nice. So it's an interesting experiment. There seems to be more organization to it. And I don't believe that Microsoft, unlike Steam, will allow people to just say, all right, game's finished and put out a broken ass <laughs> game. It, do, it has crashed on me probably five times, though. Oh, yeah. So it's, I mean, and they make it clear, look, we're sorry if you're not happy to stay the game. We're constantly updating it. Here's where you can go to check out patch notes. Hmm. Um, and they've kept up with it regularly. Um, cool. I bought it. I have it. I intend to play it. You can play it online with other people, Charlie. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's what I played this week. I'm sure I squeezed in one or two other things, but I've been talking for 10 minutes. So let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Lester, what have you been playing the last week? Uh, right now, I've been playing uh, Monster Hunter uh, 4 Ultimate for um, 3DS. Really fun. Now that I understand how to play the game, <laughs> <laughs> was there a learning curve to that one too? Kind of uh, like? There's a bit of a learning curve. Um, the thing is, uh, the the franchise has been going on forever, mm-hmm. so a lot of things like how to increase your hunter rank or how to get to like a G rank, for example, or having forty fucking weapon types, for example, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, if you're if you're going to this franchise late, like I did, you know, that's something. You're looking at this and you're going, why did I buy, buy this again? <laughs> why? <laughs> All right. Um, but no, there are a couple of things, you know, the, the, the nice thing, though, is that the community is huge. It is expansive. It is worldwide. So if there's one resource, there's 100. Okay. And that's the great thing about it is that, you know, you don't have to do every single quest in order to get a, you know, to increase your rank. You can do certain ones to increase and then certain things trigger as a result. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a great game overall, and especially with Monster Hunter X coming out, I think in Japan later on this year, and I believe probably next year in North America. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but as you guys implied, the other game I played recently was the Street Fighter V beta, which has been going swimmingly. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> You're just way too nice, Charlie. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I figured we were gonna we were gonna hear your wrath this yeah. week. Well, it's not really much of a wrath. I'm gonna I'll put it this way. Originally, um, this was supposed to be phase one of the beta. Okay. Um, and so what happened was they were, it was supposed to go on from, I think, the 23rd to the 28th. 23rd, I couldn't connect. The 24th, I could not connect. And thankfully, I wasn't the only one. You had pretty much anybody that pre-ordered, regardless of where they pre-ordered from, whether it be from PlayStation Store, whether it be from Amazon, which is what I did. Um, GameStop, Best Buy, wherever. Um, they gave you a code for the client, or in the or in the case of PlayStation Store, if you pre-ordered it, they just gave you the download right there. Um, but basically, there are like two or three different error codes you'd receive. Um, one of which was you couldn't connect. Another being the server was full, 
And then there's another one regarding apparently there was an update, but there really wasn't. Um, <laughs> Lies. Awesome. Or it could have been like a hot fix. You never know. Right. Sure. But sure. the thing is, um, the 25th, I was finally able to connect. Total, throughout the entire like three days that the thing was actually up, I got about maybe two hours of the game. I will say this. The game itself was very good. I, I, I'm, I've... I'm one that really got bored of Street Fighter 4, especially once we got to all actually um Super uh, Street Fighter 4 and then all the other updates they did afterwards. But like for five, I think it was a very good game. I think what they have so far is very solid. And um, they're ta- they're kind of taking the like the League of Legends approach where it's supposed to be a easy to learn, difficult to master sort of game. Hmm. So they really took apart a lot, or took away a lot of um what made Street Fighter 4 Street Fighter 4 hmm. where I'd, I'd argue that's it was that was more of like a defensive sort of game you were rewarded more for being defensive especially with things like invincible backdashes um <clears throat> but Street Fighter 5 you're being rewarded for you know effective offensive hmm. um as far as the online goes um I was only able to get three matches but from the online matches I actually got the the netcode wasn't that bad at all Great. For the most That's part, it was act- for the most part, it was actually very smooth, very smooth uh, matches. I mean, there was maybe a couple rollback issues, but it wasn't anything that bad, which means that their new netcode is working very well. So, so, I, so I take it you listened to last week's episode. Do you yes. do you think that my um, uh, my guess as to that they decided to completely rewrite their 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 multiplayer system and that's why they're having all these problems? Yes. Do you believe that's correct? Absolutely correct. Okay. Um, with Street Fighter 4, I can't remember what kind of netcode it is, but basically if if there's lag, everyone's affected. Sure. With this, um, and in my opinion, rollback netcode is the most effective for a fighting game platform, just because it worked with all the with all the games that um, Iron Galaxy redid. It's so like Third Strike Online, Dark Soccer's Revenge, mm-hmm. MVC Origins. Um, it's just rollback is if there's an issue, if there's an if there's an issue with the connectivity it rolls back to the last known, like, state. So it's more or less you're kind of playing with save states. Yeah, it's a, it's a fail-safe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an effective fail-safe. So, granted, it can go either way. It can work towards one player's advantage. It can not. So somebody could get in some, like, wicked combo, and all of a sudden it rolls back, and it's like it never happened, and they're just, like, it's like that, 10 well, seconds ago kind of a thing? Um, like, no, 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 no. No, not, not mid-match, no. Well, uh, well, 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 actually, it would, well, mid-match it could happen, but the thing is... It wouldn't be like ten seconds ago. It wouldn't be anything that bad. Like if you like, especially with how Street Fighter Five is. Okay. Like one combo, if you do, if you, if you're again being rewarded for effective offensive, you know, I'm doing forty percent of the health bar. You know, to have that get rollback, no, that's not happening. Okay, all right. So maybe like maybe a second or two beforehand, that's what would be rolled back, if anything. Okay. But I mean, overall, the game was good. The netcode was good. It's just we couldn't connect. Yeah. <laughs> so so you think then, it's just a, just a capacity issue. Yeah, it was definitely... It, it sounds more like it was a capacity issue. Um, so when we heard that, yeah, they were being... They were taken down for Sunday for fixes. And mm-hmm. then we were just told, yeah, it's it's indefinite. But the nice thing is this beta is not going to be counted as phase one. Um, that's the nice thing that they're, that they're doing. So they're still oh, going to okay. have... They're still going to have three phases where the first phase is PS4 only. The second one's going to be PS4 and PC... The third one we don't know about yet. Okay. 
So still plenty of time to, to iron out <clears throat> yeah. the bugs and you know yeah especially and, and for a company that's not really known for for doing this kind of thing I mean there's going to be bumps in the road you yeah know? um but I mean with what they have right now I think they're at a very good start they're at a very very good start with what they have it's just again it's just a surfer issue okay and that was it and I think what they're everyone's thinking it's like a spring 2016 release anyway so probably end of March at the at the least. So, I mean, they still have what we're in August now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, really. <clears throat> Time flies by. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've got we've got several months okay. for them to fix everything. And maybe what they'll do is they'll probably give us Ken and Nikali as playable for uh, for the next beta. Who knows? Mm. OK. Right on. I'm 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 glad to hear that it's not as bad as I feared, but right. as as it seemed. But I'm also a little bit disappointed that you didn't come in here like throwing things like like all rage brining <laughs> on us. I, I was I no, was looking no, no, forward no. to that a little bit. Um, so, so you've disappointed me there. But uh... well, I'm sorry. But no, but well, no. Actually, what I'll say is this again: connectivity issues. Everyone was having problems. Yeah. Everyone doesn't matter if you're West Coast, Midwest, East Coast. Everyone was having issues. Yeah. So well, you know the joke the joke that people were that people were flying around was that, you know, the only thing we were live streaming was the title screen. <laughs> Actually, that's the that's the kicker. I forgot about that. Friday, we couldn't even get to the title screen. Oh Yikes. my God. That's how that's how bad it we were getting error screens before the title screen. But that's that would all be local, right? That wouldn't like wouldn't wouldn't you get to the title screen before it even tries to connect online? I guess not. Huh. <laughs> But the, right. the, but the thing was, like, this beta specifically is mostly what they said for, um, sorry, what they said for the first beta, it was specifically to, con- to, uh, to, to, to test the connection. Sure. And I guess well, this whole thing was supposed to be online completely. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I know. Hmm. I mean, why that would happen, why we couldn't connect to even or even get to the title screen, that's beyond my wildest, wildest imagination. Yeah, I got nothing for that one. I got um, nothing either. Hmm. Unless it was a beta where you had to be connected online in order to do anything. But even, yeah, even just to get to the title screen, that's kind of crazy. Anything else in your game roster? This, uh, even, I mean, even, even since the last time you've been here, anything that sticks out in your mind? Oh, good lord, that's that was May. No, that was June. <laughs> um, well, I mean, just anything, anything particularly notable. Arkham Knight, really. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I'm going through story mode. I'm, I'm not even gonna spoil it. But like, I, but like story mode, I think I'm kind of. Before halfway, I'm kind of getting bored of it, though. Like, Even just I'm, with the story, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the story. I enjoy the story. It's just, especially with someone like me, like, I've already played Asylum. I've already played City. I've already played Origins. Granted, a lot of other Arkham fans, they have as well. I guess I'm just not as passionate about <laughs> Arkham as the others, though. Sure, sure. Um, But no, it's just like, it's just, you know, the usual whacking the you know the shit out of somebody or doing <clears throat> oh what was it um god what are they called the, the take the, the takedown downs from from the uh like when you're on top when you're in the top of the buildings and everything oh yeah yeah, yeah. all those all oh. those missions i've done it three times already it, okay. it kind of gets boring a little too okay. familiar all the <clears throat> yeah for, a i mean a little too formulaic for you maybe yeah it's yeah. it's a little too cookie cutter for me i mean i'm glad that the batmobile section is in there because that breathes some life into it mm-hmm. especially with um the side missions for the where you have to use the batmobile specifically but other than that i've played that stuff already three times okay you know like it'd be so nice to have like something a little bit newer okay fair enough right on Charlie, what did you play this week? Uh, I 100%ed Arkham Knight. 
Oh, hooray! Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, found all the trophies and uh, went and fought the Riddler and uh, got the... Because I, I didn't... I, I remember you saying before that I could like start the Nightfall ending, but then I couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even start yeah. it until I was done. I had, I had, my, you know, I had my, uh, the, the, uh, the precinct 100%ed, you know. All, was it all, worth all, all the extra time? Um, I'm going to... Okay, so I'm... I was hoping that you... This, would, for people who listen, yeah. this is not normal for you to, no, to, it is to not. trophy hunt. You know? I, I wouldn't say I was well. I was Riddler trophy Riddler hunting. Trophy I wasn't. Hunting. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. You know, achievement hunting. So you're not so, the sort so who uh, you know the the joke everyone likes to make today, about harkening back to the first Assassin's Creed, is you're not the, the sort to hunt down flags. That's true. No, I, I, oh I, God, I, not yeah. not 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 particularly unless uh, unless I really enjoy being in a world. Yeah, um, which is one of the things because I mean just, this is that game is so damn pretty. Um, I could just glide around that game for hours. Um, <laughs> that's not true, but. Um, the uh yeah no i i i decided that you know i mentioned last week i you know this is at least you know going to be my probably one of my last times you know doing arkham proper before they either come out with another one or uh you know or maybe just reboot you know batman yeah. into something else but um i said you know i'm going to go ahead and do it and so i did it and um uh, was it worth it um so the the ending was interesting and I, I'll only leave it at that because John, you said you you haven't seen the full no, the full no. ending. I've yet. been trying oh. to do the hundred percent too, but I'm just not. I'm I well. So after you either give up and watch it on YouTube or finish it, you've you've seen the final ending. I already spoiled myself. My yeah. So it's just I know what's going on. I'm kind of not surprised. But. Okay. Um. But the 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 ending that you get when you when you when you have hundred percent hundred percent of the game. Um, the very like little last thing that happens, I'm yeah. going, I'm going to need you to explain to me what I saw sure. because I'm very confused as to what I saw. I'm, I'm um, sure I'll be able to help you out. I'm sure between Brian and I, we got you covered. Okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have to do like a, like a, like a little spoiler, like a Arkham Look, after, spoiler the, after, the, after we're done recording this evening, just pull it up on YouTube. I'll watch it with you right here. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that just as before this game gets too far into the past. Um, uh, the Easter egg for this episode. Stick around because um, I will show John the ending, and then if you've seen the end of Arkham Knight and you would like to have potentially some explanation from somebody who's a big Batman fan, uh, stick around for that. That'll be after the uh, the ending uh, the ending song. Uh, so, anyways, moving on. Aside from that, um, uh, I've uh, Michelle and I have been playing a little bit more of uh, Rayman Legends, going through that again on the second time, like I mentioned before. And then um, on iOS, I've been playing a game called Prune. Um, this is an this is a gorgeous art house like just relaxing meditative um uh little game on ios it's it's four bucks and the idea of it is that there it's 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 so hard to explain without showing to someone but it's about trees that are that are growing and they have to get like kind of into the sunlight but um just like with a real tree when branches die it affects the tree and so you have to prune off the dead branches to get the rest of the tree to thrive and so you you kind of the gameplay is essentially cutting the branches in a way to, to get the tree to grow in a certain direction and that's how you beat to like each of like the little mini levels um oh so it's like having your own uh, little uh, bonsai tree kind of yeah kind of God um damn video game hippie <laughs> Says the guy who bought Flower on PlayStation. It's 3. it's and it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot like Flower in as much as it's just a just a relaxing, just immerse yourself. Right on. I love meditative game. Great. If you like Flower, then you would enjoy Prune. Um, I believe it's only iOS at this point in time, but if it ever comes to Android, you should pick it up. I now I'm like, just um, now if, I'm just waiting for the game where you're just raking the sand. 
Oh, the the Japanese yeah. uh, sand, the yeah, the, the, the rock gardens, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, um, that I'm sure if that, that probably already exists, um, but yeah, absolutely worth um, the the four dollars I spent right. on it. It's a very it, good. just the, the music, especially, it's very it's very very well done. Um, but yeah, that that's been it for me. And uh, so now that you know what we did this last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. Okay, kicking off news this week at number five. Um, you guys might recall that uh, you know not too long ago, uh, Bethesda announced that they were going to be doing a Pit Boy uh, for the collector's edition of Fallout Four. Uh, that edition of the game sold out incredibly fast um and now bethesda says with the person that they were uh, working on this project with that they can't produce anymore the company that is supposedly manufacturing this says they are unable to make any more uh, at least i'm assuming that means within the time frame of the release of the game um so they announced bethesda announced we're not doing it anymore well good news this week coming in at number five a uh, fallout 4 fan has released a schematic for 3d printed pip boy which made Charlie very happy. It's awesome. So, um, it's not going to have all the other little bells and whistles that came with the uh, the Bethesda version of it, but it does have its own like little touches. It's got some orange LED lights on it, uh, you know, and it's got uh, it's got a tape player on it. I don't know if that's actually <laughs> going to work or not. I'm assuming you can just stick a cassette in it, um, but uh, it does pop open and accept the tapes essentially. Um, amazingly. Um, this is not the first time that this fella has engineered a schematic for a Pip-Boy. He did uh, a, a schematic for the Pip-Boy 3000 for Fallout 3 in New Vegas. Um, he's referring to this new version as a Mark IV. Um, it's a little different. However, it does have buttons on the right side instead of the left, for example. And uh, he seems determined to keep their replica schematics as authentic as possible. So they made it clear that they had to do some guesswork since it's something you've only seen in pieces and chunks and snippets, especially for the new one. Um, you know, and it's already kind of an extremely difficult thing to put together and, and design and build anyways. Um, the, uh, the, the gentleman that you guys have to thank for this is a, a fellow by the name of Ivo de Haas. Um, and so it, it, he's basically just going to put the schematic out there for people to use if they want to. I'm sure he's going to get some sort of horrifying cease and desist letter from Bethesda. <laughs> or maybe not, because sometimes they can be pretty cool. Um, he says he's also in the process of designing an accurate version, what he's calling an accurate version that won't fit many phones, but is meant to be more authentic to the size of the wearable computer in Fallout 4. Um, you know, uh, I think this is really cool. I think this is neat that somebody is trying to find a way to put something out there that people want, but aren't realistically aren't going to be able to get, and certainly not at a reasonable price now that the uh, official Pip-Boy is they're saying not going to be right. manufactured anymore. The people that got their hands on those early on are sitting on something that might potentially be worth something coming up. Yeah, I'm um I'm I'm a little surprised as to um Bethesda's response. It's almost like saying no, we don't want more money. I mean, like I understand that you know even even if they say we can't make enough of these to you know we are making as many as we possibly can in time for the game's launch. Keep making them and sell them on your online store because people will buy them. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Um, even if it doesn't come in like the special edition with like the box and all like the goodies that you were talking about, just keep making that plastic Pip Boy peripheral and just sell it on sure. your store for whatever the heck you want to charge for it. Because yeah. people will buy it. Clearly, demand. Yeah, um, people will buy it. You know, and I suppose that's on one hand that's that's taking away from the exclusivity of the exist of the special edition one. Sure, but who cares? I mean, 
Well, this is how phantom market value is created, ladies no. and gentlemen. And and I ah yes, the secondary market. I know. Do all about you that. think that? Uh, do you think this fellow is going to get uh, a slap on the hand and and be told don't do that? Probably just a slap on the hand, if anything. I cannot see a, a cease and desist. Um, if he was making money, if he was making a profit off this, absolutely. There's the hitch right there because I, sure. I think that if you ju- if you just do it and you put it out there for free. I, I don't know if there's anything they can do about it. Sure, sure. Um, because, I mean, that basically falls into the realm of fan art. I mean, well, like, if you're not profiting off of it. Um, also, putting up a schematic for, for a 3D printer kind of sort of falls into the realm of, you super know, once it's, once it's on the internet, it's but on yeah. the internet. You then know there's I mean? that, it's, yeah. It's not, you know, probably not going anywhere. But uh, very cool of this fellow yes. to, uh, to provide everybody with an alternative, at least, and for, uh, you know, Fallout cosplayers out there. Rejoice! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your day is coming. You know, yep. something, something to consider, though, is that um, we just had another issue like this with uh, Arkham Knight with the Batmobile edition. Um, they could not. I, b- I believe it was the Batmobile edition. They they just mm-hmm. couldn't get around to making the model. So they offered. No, they made it. It was breaking. It uh, it gotcha. was it was too fragile. And they um they decided that it wasn't uh, that it wasn't of the quality that they wanted. And so they just outright canceled that edition because they couldn't. The, the, they, they couldn't manufacture the standard, the statue to their standards within the week of the game. Fair yes, and while while that is was an unprecedented move, I, I very much appreciate the fact that they just decided not to ship broken stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but on the other hand, their 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 makeup gesture to the people that pre-ordered that was pretty non. Here's some DLC. <laughs> yeah, that that one. Yeah, that, that was they so ended far. up giving to everybody else too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got this, if you got the, if you got the um the the season pass. The, mm-hmm. the the new 52 skins yeah like that you know that like i remember from the press release that was like you know the new 52 skins was like part of like that that edition uh-huh. and they basically yeah. just gave them to you well what's in the season pass anyways yeah and so sure, sure. It's, it, that's why i say their gesture was pretty thanks for nothing rocksteady yeah pretty much um, well, that's more of a wb games thing i don't think rocksteady would have anything to do with that probably yeah that's that that's probably true <laughs> all right moving on to number four this week uh, Phil Spencer is saying that third-party exclusive on on the Xbox are not a long-term goal. Now, um, you know, just as just as recently as a few weeks back, uh, you know, when E3 was on, we 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 heard a lot of people complaining about timed exclusives. There's been a little bit of that during this console generation, where people are sort of not happy with why do exclusives exist anymore, at, anyways, let alone timed exclusives and why. I mean, there's a million answers to that question. But uh, Phil contracts. Spencer is saying that there, there you go. Context is everything. Kids. Well, well, I also say contracts, but yeah. Oh, oh context and contracts. I say. <laughs> yep. Um, Phil Spencer is saying that they're not really going to focus on that. Something like uh, the the two best examples I can give you currently are the remake of Final Fantasy VII is going to be a timed exclusive on PlayStation Four first, but it will come out for Xbox One supposedly. Um, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider is timed exclusive for Xbox One, but eventually will be coming to PlayStation 4 and presumably other platforms as well. Um, what what Phil Spencer had to say about it is that um, he says his strategy is more around our own first-party franchises and investing in franchises that we own and probably fewer exclusive deals for third-party content. I want to have strong third-party relations, but paying for many third-party exclusives isn't our long-term strategy. So um, just to go ahead and uh, kind of give you an idea of what they're shipping that's exclusive this year. And he said, well, he goes on to say this year, the fact that we're shipping Halo 5, Gears of War, Forza 6, Fable, 
uh, we can only do that and build that best lineup we've ever really seen on the back end of franchises that we owned. It's great to have Tomb Raider as part of our lineup, but investing in first party, you'll see more of that, that at Gamescom next week is really the core to our strategy. Um, it makes me it makes me kind of wonder whether or not it's an issue of paying for the exclusives because a couple of console cycles ago, nobody had problem paying with exclusives. Like that's that's how a lot of the the PlayStation Two won the war was having a lot of stuff that Xbox just didn't have and vice versa yeah. in a strange way. But I wonder how much of it is the concern over that, or especially since we're still relatively early into the current console generation. It feels to me like that was a bold move to get PlayStation users to come over to Xbox because what a lot of people didn't talk about at first and what they didn't talk about so much in the press releases for the timed exclusivity was that it was a timed exclusive. They they made it sound like it was exclusive. And I, I know that the companies all agreed to like downplay the timed portion of the exclusivity and only talk about it when they had to. And mm-hmm. there are still a lot of people who believe that Rise of the Tomb Raider is an Xbox exclusive and don't realize it's timed. I wonder how much of that was just a strategy to get people to come in early at the beginning of this new console cycle and adopt early. And Oh, yeah, you know. it's obvious. You want the sales. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, the PS4 sales were far, far better than the Xbox One, from mm-hmm. what I've seen, at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. You want to you wanna advertise something as an exclusive. Yeah. Like, I mean, Halo's a given. That, I mean, that Gears of War's a given. Like, the Fable... Like, those three are a given when it comes to Xbox, so that's the first thing you think of when sure, you, you think of sure. those franchises. Having something like Tomb Raider, yeah, you want to advertise it as exclusive, because if you advertise it as a timed exclusive, yeah, you're going to have that fan base. They're going to say, oh, okay, I can wait a little bit. I think that probably the three biggest things that sell consoles are, I think the first one is platform exclusives, you know, whether they're first party or third party. Um, and then the second is like brand loyalty, like people who are already on Xbox Live and big into their gamer score and things like that are more likely to, you know, if they had to pick one to stay with Xbox because they're already invested exactly. in, in that online profile. And then the third thing is just uh, cursory features like the Xbox ones, you know, the, 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 the TV integration and, you know, the pastor sure, and stuff like sure. that. Um, but the third one is way, way, way lower than the other two. And so, you know, it's... Um, see, and it's, you know, with, with what you were saying before about how, you know, Microsoft was... So many people believe that the Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, is, is an Xbox One exclusive, and they were only talking about it being timed, like when they had to, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, such a, I think a big part of that is, I, I think, very much intentional on their part, to be perfectly honest. Oh yeah, because I mean, if you look back, I mentioned this at the time after the after their E three press briefing. You know, their their big video intro to their show, they had like you know this this very well done put together like cinematic um you know like you know rendered for the specific purpose video mm-hmm. where it was showing and it had like it had Marcus Phoenix it had Master Chief it had like some random guy from Fable and then it had mm-hmm. Lara Croft yeah, yeah it's like and they they had her right up there with all of their other first party exclusives mm-hmm. and i can totally understand why somebody would walk away from that thinking that Tomb Raider is only on Xbox 1 because she was yep. standing right next to all those other first party exclusives yeah. so and the fact that they were they you know under pressure in interviews say like oh yeah no it, it's just time it's just time but you know, yeah. Tomb Raider's coming you know and so it's sure. uh, you know it's, yeah. it's, it's it's it seems like a lot of misdirection to me but, but what um, I found funny about the article is is that um, Phil Spencer cites their reasoning for for not focusing on it as oh it's just too expensive to pay for exclusives which you know they've got plenty of money to do so I I personally just feel that it's they got what they what they wanted out of exclusives to start 
just to get people in the, the people's foot in the door. Sure. Now that they've got a big exclusive to fold into that, and it, it's bringing people over, presumably, eh, they don't need to mess with it anymore because the industry really has been getting farther and farther away from exclusives. So I think people were just a little bummed out when it went back in the direction of oh, grown more exclusives. Oh, oh, they're just timed exclusives. Well, that's a new word to stick under the front of that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> going to complicate a simple thing. Yeah. Thanks, 2015. Yeah, <laughs> you know? um, but uh, but so, yeah, I, it's uh, it's a numbers game, and apparently they've decided that it's not worth the, the cost, and so I just I'm not really sure what that means. Really, it's it could be like you say they could they they could just feel that they've got the sales momentum enough where they don't need to pay for exclusives to keep that ball rolling, or I don't know, it could mean something else. I'm not really sure. Well, one thing is for sure, um, him coming out and just saying outright that they're not really planning to make it a regular thing. It's a good thing for everybody because I think everybody's yeah. kind of over the exclusives anyway. Unless Sony keeps on doing it and then they have all the exclusives and Microsoft has everything else uh, that could, this could end up being a benefit for Sony. It could very well. I hope they don't. Um, I hope they, they get yeah. off the train with that. What do you think, Brian? It's probably, probably more logical that Sony does that. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, because the thing is when we look at like America and Europe, they're more or less divided between Xbox One and PS4. When you look at Sony's homeland in Japan, it's it's a Sony market. Sony, yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a Sony market. So for Sony's benefit, they're they're probably better off throwing money at developers. Like that's sure. like we were just talking about Street Fighter Five earlier. That's exactly what Sony is doing. They are they have thrown money not only for the development of for like development production of Street Fighter Five. They're also threw in money of their own for like the Capcom cup, for example, sure. for this year, next year, whatever. And the, obviously the, the catch is street fighters exclusive to PlayStation. Now, not even time though. That is just that, that is it's home. Yep. Yeah. The, the other, the other final possible side to this that I can see is that if I'm a publisher, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm a game distributor, if I'm making a video game, I want my game to be as many places as possible. When you're talking about the kind of games that people care about, like final fantasy, like tomb Raider, I have to imagine that it cost Microsoft a ridiculous amount of money to get this exclusivity for Tomb Raider. Oh, because I'm sure they've got to be losing. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you project sales for something like this, but they had to have figured, you know, the amount of money that they were going to lose, frankly, by oh, only I, being I'm on sure Xbox Microsoft One. Microsoft just paid Sony's market share of, of and then <laughs> some, and then some because yeah. it, it's it, it's also kind of bad press. For them, you know, to, yeah. all, to, to yeah. have gotten in bed with Microsoft, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah. like, I'm sure that there's some, there's some PR fellow there that Microsoft had to pay for, too. And so sure. it's entirely possible. The other the other way to look at this is that Microsoft saying this could be a spin to basically say exclusives are just too expensive. <laughs> we don't want to do yeah, it Yeah, I mean, and that could just be true at yeah. the end of the day, too, yeah. based on that sort of information. Either way... Um, Guess we're gonna find out coming up, but uh, I really hope everybody starts washing their hands of the exclusives. Let's just, you know, who are you guys trying to fool? And all these systems are <laughs> relatively comparable in terms of what they can produce. Let's right. not be silly. Yep. Same architecture and everything. Now that's it. It's just too similar not to. Not Unless to you're on. the Wii U. Unless you're the Wii U. But we'll see what happens with the NX. Yep. <laughs> all right. Moving on to number three for the week. Indie devs scrambling as Ouya. That's right. I said it. Reportedly backs out of promised $1 million fund. Serious business. So um, earlier this last week, um, Razer acquired Ouya in an all-cash deal. It was announced, uh, I think it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, tops. 
the Android-based micro console, which we've lampooned and kind of joked around about and sort of mm-hmm. laughed about how they keep finding their way into the news, even though it should be one of those like, you know, keep stepping on it. Why isn't this thing dead? <laughs> <laughs> the Android-based micro console was supposed to be a haven for small, a haven for smaller games and independent independent developers. But some developers who bought into that story may be harshly punished for their enthusiasm. It all began with a $1 million fund for indie games. So Ouya began promotion uh, began a promotion called Free the Games Fund on July 18, 2013 that promised Kickstarter developers a chunk of money if they agreed to launch on Ouya and met a number of requirements for timing and size. Um, I, am a prou- I am proud to announce Ouya's Free the Games Fund, uh, a first-of-its-kind program to support Kickstarter's games built for Ouya with $1 million in matching fun- funds, the announcement stated. More than 21,000 registered Ouya game developers plus tens of thousands of other game creators could have access, could have access to matching funds from $50,000 up to $250,000 for Ouya-bound games launched on Kickstarter. So, obviously, as history has written, it was a pretty rough launch, and the program was quickly gained, and the rules adjusted. <laughs> so, uh, we hear you loud and clear that the program isn't working, then Ouya CEO Julie Orman said at the time, regardless of my best intentions, there's just too many loopholes. The updated version of the program seemed to have been a success, but developers are now saying that Ouya is refusing to pay out the money owed due to a clause in the contract that includes bankruptcy and restructuring. We've reached out to Ouya, but have yet to receive a response, and this was in an article uh, that, that originally was published by uh, Polygon, so that was Polygon that checked in with them. So they were ignored, virtually ignored, um, which is really unfortunate. Um, so the pertinent section of the contract that Polygon dug up, they posted, and this was this came from one of the developers provided this. This is section 8.3. Termination upon bankruptcy or insolvency. Either party may, at its option, terminate this agreement immediately upon written notice to the other party in the event that, one, the other party becomes un- insolvent or unable to pay its debts when due, or two, the other party files a petition in bankruptcy, reorganization, or similar proceedings, or, if filed against, such petition is not removed within 60 days after filing, or three, the other party discontinues its business. So, hmm. the structure of the deal means that even two years after its announcement, some teams had significant amounts of money that had yet to be paid to them, obviously. The deal was structured so that 50% of the cash was to be given uh, when the game released a, play, uh, a playable beta, 25% when the game launched, and the last 25% when the exclusivity period was up. Um, so a bunch of developers reached out to Polygon to kind of talk to them about this issue and what happened with it. Um, so they were told not to expect the rest of their promised money now that Razors bought the company. Okay, claiming, quote, claiming Ouya is no longer exists as a company to get out of funding commitments while continuing to use the name in, in, in the announcements today as they are st- still are a company that exists, just one that stinks, a developer told Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Razor will have trouble ahead of, uh, if this is the level of respect they continue to show indie devs. The developer was in the process of contacting musicians when they were working, uh, they were working with who they can now no longer pay. Many developers are out thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars, which, you know, coming from me, that, that, that's, that's a lot of money to an independent developer. Mm-hmm. That's not nothing to somebody who's oh, yeah. two, three, four people working on a game, as we heard last weekend, you know, yeah. uh, on the show. Yeah. Um, for some, that was a huge part of the completion of marketing budget for their game entirely. Um, so 
Polygon reached out to Julia Ehrman, uh, Ouya's CEO at the time, as well as other impacted developers for comment, and uh, they're speaking with Razer and hoping to gain more clarity about how they deal with these developer relationships. An- another developer told Polygon they were out of uh, five grand, um, and they, they told Polygon they paid the first installment when we submitted our beta. I've been working on bringing the game to release, expecting to, to attain the remaining two installments, but that won't happen now. It's hard to ask for final artwork needed when I can't pay my artist now, much less advertise upon release. Ouya sent a contract that was signed and returned on June 5th, but were then told things have changed and they'd be contacted in a few weeks. A month later, July 8th, that developer got a Skype call saying that since the company does not exist, they have no obligation to hold their end of the deal. And of course, I'm no longer required to exclusively release. Thanks, Ouya. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. But the thing, but that clause said, though, had to have been a written notice. Well, they had to receive. That, now, and, and, now, would the things have changed? Part be considered the written well, notice. Well, the written notice, but the written notice. This is saying on July eighth, which by the time of the recording of this episode of the show is nearly a month ago. Yeah. Most most law related written notices at the outset are usually thirty days. So chances right. are they were giving written notice, and we don't know what the terms and conditions of the actual termination and acquisition of Ouya are. My guess is it's probably in the next couple of weeks, as it was just announced in the last two weeks that it was right. purchased. So I'm sure they're going through and dotting all the I's and crossing the T's. But um, okay. you know, he went on to say um, he asked a publisher, a new, new publisher Razor, uh, about getting a sort of any of that money back, and he says he hasn't gotten anything defended out of them on who to contact. Um, or if they're even interested. Um, but uh, since this was originally published, it, it's it's speculated now that people are saying that Razor may actually pay these people out on uh, the balance. Um, you know, why that is, I don't know. Hopefully somebody will update that story. And I would like to think it would be kind of a neat thing for them to... Uh, to do that, but I guess they're certainly not obligated to. Kind of a weird circumstance. Uh, but uh, bad pool, Ouya. Bad pool. Not good. Well, I, I think they just don't have the money to do it, even if they wanted to. Yeah, I probably think is not. Really what it comes down to. Um, it's, uh, you know, my, my reaction to this are it, it definitely sucks for the developers. However, um, I, I personally, I think it was bad planning on any developer's part to count on this money in the way that some of these people seem sure, to have been. Sure. I think this should have been looked as a bonus and not, not like sure. if we don't get this money, we can't pay you. I think that was bad financial planning in, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, without Obviously, without knowing... You know, ninety percent of the of the formula and the, the, these guys' situation, but um, I get the feeling that this was a case of developers being promised uh, the moon, you know, and yeah. being told, "Look at this great program." You know, you guys are integral to the development success success and growth of of the Ouya, and we'll see what happens with it. And let me hear sign on the dotted line, and we'll get you your money. And it just didn't pan out that way. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, if there's anything I've learned over the past few months is that. Razor's PR is really good, um, for the most part. Um, you can say what you want about their products. I don't know if any of them work. If some, if <laughs> well, Razor's Razor's equipment seems to have generally a good opinion. Suppose, of yeah, it. supposed yeah. to be, most of them are supposed to be top of the line. Everyone, you know, yours going to have those people that are going to complain about the mice or the headphones or whatever. I have a Razor mouse. <clears throat> Even their laptops are supposed to be very well, yeah. very yes. well put together. You know, just they're just, they're just priced like MacBooks. But <clears throat> the point I'm yeah. trying to make though is that the PR. Um, whoever's running the Twitter, you know, the, the Razor Twitter, they're really good. They're, they're like, they're like the most down to earth people ever. Like, so whoever they have for PR, they're fantastic. So I could see this happening. 
Yeah. yeah, I I would say that probably the majority of the response and the 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 existence of this situation has been Uya's doing, and now mm-hmm. rate like you know now the Razor is taking over things that they're probably gonna come in and make this right. It sounds like. Hey Razor, hold this shit storm. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that asshole go? <laughs> He's gone. He faded into the mist. Yeah. Uya died. Here's your inheritance. Oh wait. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, either way, man. Uh, hopefully, Razor doesn't get beat down too bad for it. I mean, don't uh, don't blow those guys up. They didn't do anything wrong. At least technically, they didn't. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they'll make it right. Uh, rumor rumor mill swirling saying they might yeah. actually pay people out for this. So yeah, and it, even if they don't, don't take don't take it out of Razor that they didn't because, like John just said, that's not Razor's doing. No, that's, that's not they're doing. This is this is Uya's failure. This is Uya's back out. This is not <clears throat> like Razor. You know, it's yeah. Rest in peace, sweet prince. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> More like pieces. That's right. Yeah. Moving on to number two this week. Good news for PlayStation Plus people. Uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers are soon going to get to vote on which PlayStation 4 titles go free. And Brian just had a seizure. I'm just flailing my arms, that's all. He, he just had a, a Parkinson's stroke <laughs> seizure <laughs> hey right now. here in the hey middle now. of the... Uh, uh, the studio. I'm just excited. He's very happy. Very yeah. happy. So uh, PlayStation Plus members will soon have some degree of influence on which PlayStation 4 games will be given away for free as part of their subscription to the service, thanks to Sony's new Vote to Play initiative. Vote to Play will let PlayStation Plus subscribers vote on, quote, several p- uh, PlayStation 4 games that will be considered for the following month's list uh, of available titles. Uh, the games with the, the game with the most votes will automatically be included in our future free lineup uh, game lineup for PlayStation Plus. Sony Computer Entertainment of America Vice President of Platform Marketing John Kohler. Man, that's a mouthful. John Kohler wrote on the PlayStation blog: If you pick, if your pick didn't make the lineup, don't worry. In the first pro- uh, promotion, PlayStation Plus members can get the runner-ups at a discount, which is kind of cool, man. You know. Even if it doesn't make the cut for the freebie, then it ends up being on sale. That's a that's a, a nice runner-up, I think. Um, in the, uh, uh, we love to listen to our fans and we're super excited to launch this promotion. News of the vote to play promotion leaked earlier this week when a video, uh, of the feature was posted on PlayStation 4's what's new section and spotted by NeoGAF member El Cinefio. Screenshots of that video. I don't know why I said his name all sinister. Like <laughs> I, it just felt right. It's the only way to say that name. I mean, really? It did, it's yeah. because it sounded Latin and devious. <laughs> uh, the evil guy the- mustache rolling. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Uh, bring me my stretchy pants. Uh, screenshots of that video showed three titles up for the voting for PlayStation Plus. Armello, Grow Home, and Zombie Vikings. It's not oh. clear if those titles were being used as simply as examples to illustrate how voting will be handled as I part of the so. vote to play, or if they're part of September's PS Plus lineup. Sony promises more details on the promotion before it goes live for PlayStation Plus members. Um, this is awesome. It is... Uh, I think I think Sony kind of needed to do this. Um, yeah, they, they did. They Plus, did. It's oh been Jesus Christ! Like they needed mad to. generous very early, but they've. I feel like they've kind of been getting upstaged a little bit by the quality of titles uh, that that Xbox yeah. and Microsoft have been. Yeah, have especially been when like the only AAA title they've had in ever on the PS4 was Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, I like no offense to anyone that really loves indie games. It's just. I have not been satisfied with a single with like or with the majority, I should say, the majority of indie games mm-hmm. out there. There's maybe a handful that I've actually enjoyed, and that's it. So to have PS4s, PlayStation Plus every single month be indie games, time and time little, again, it gets yeah. a, it gets a little much. Like okay, like like Rocket League, that's fun. Yeah, <clears throat> that was great. Binding of Isaac, amazing. I love that game. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but it's just like. 
They just I, put that out on 3DS. Yes, they did. Oh, new it. 3DS only though. Yeah, but um, the point being though is just every every month for the PS4 at least it's it's indie titles and don't get me wrong, I'm sure a lot of people enjoy them. I'm just not one of those guys. So it'd be nice like if if there's at least a AAA title, at least one out in every every month that with that you get to vote, that'd be great because there are some you know. Higher up, I I don't know if I should say higher up titles. I should if I should say flagship titles, maybe. Sure. Um, there's plenty that has that's come out over the past. What were we a year two for, for the new guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> there's plenty of titles that have come out already, and there there should be it should be very easy to find something. Well, you know, and it's it's a system that's that's already seen success on Steam. Whenever they do Steam sales, they'll do the community vote section exactly. and they do that uh, you know, uh, you know, once in a 24-hour period or was it like tw- every 12 hours or 8 hours or something you can vote on games and then exactly. that becomes the next set of games and it works really well and you usually know which one's going to win because they'll put like Two good games and then one badass game in there, and then everybody always votes for the badass game. Oh, exactly, yeah. You know, um, so it's cool, man. I'm glad to see they're doing this, yeah. and and I'm curious to see if uh, Microsoft offers um, an alternative or, or some like, way to continue even if with they, them. Even if they do like one year old games or games that just that, that came out when the like at PS4 launch, like Knack, for example, or Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Even if it's an older game, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'd I'd uh, I'd, I'd, I'd jam it either way. I think it's good stuff. Good pool. I'm pretty much on the same page as you guys. I don't have uh, much comment as I don't have a PS4, but uh, it has seemed like the um, the offerings have been a little lacking. So, given the uh, giving yeah. giving the community the ability to uh, kind of tell PlayStation what they want, I think is a good thing. Yeah, let's let's bring it on. Mm-hmm. Innovation, yes. Yeah. All right, moving on to number one this week. Uh, it looks like Nintendo is going to be launching their own rival service to Loot Crate called the Inbox. Which because money. Because money. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I think, you know, we talked about uh, closer to the beginning of the year, I think maybe in the first quarter or so, about how, you know, um, Nintendo was dismantling their physical rewards program yeah, in lieu Nintendo of something Club. else. And we were speculating on what that could be. I don't think it occurred to anybody to make a, uh, you know, Nintendo style loot crate. But when you think mm-hmm. about how successful amiibo are and you know little tchotchkes that nintendo oh, put out god, everybody right. snaps up my god this is oh this could be huge you know good lord so uh nintendo uk store the uh nintendo official oh. uk store reportedly have plans to launch the inbox which will look to replicate the success seen by los angeles based subscription service loot crate uh mcv reports that this will feature toys clothes and other merchandise that takes inspiration from the company's iconic characters these will be available individually with subscription options allowing fans to take a subscription from three, six, or 12-month periods. Um, operated by the Hut Group, this is a similar service to Zavi's own Z-Box that distributes t-shirts, pop vinyl toys, and postcards to subscribers. The online retailers will launch a Z-Box with Nintendo-specific contents in September, so if anybody's looking into that, it would be a really cool thing yeah. to get. Um, I think this is rad. I, I, like I you, know, you know, You know what? Here, here, the first thing I just thought of the first thing I just thought of, Nbox exclusive amiibos. Yep. Oh yeah. But that well, that's it. And it, uh, I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if it happens. It's like if a, like if the, Nintendo being the savvy types they are, you know, if you if you prepay and subscribe for the twelve month period, they'll give you an exclusive amiibo at the end of the twelve months or something. Once per once or per quarter. I would, even every box, I would say, I would say every box is probably going to come with an amiibo. That's, you think so? I don't think they'll do even, that because even it, even because it'll wash a, out their market. 
Uh, I could see quarterly. I could see quarterly, like Brian's saying, because that's that's more in line with the release schedule of their. When you say wash out their market, what do you mean? If you if you flood the market, see, because the thing is, amiibo are hard to get. Some amiibo are difficult to find, and a lot of people have to do hunting. If you make it so that nobody has to hunt and everybody gets the same amiibo, it's gonna it's gonna devalue those amiibo at least. You know. It's gonna it's gonna water down their their little their okay. little. After you're screwing over the secondary market, yeah, essentially. That's it, oh you know? yeah, yeah. If, if you guys have any questions about collectibles, let me uh, know. Okay, <laughs> uh, those are then, that's a fun thing. Then <laughs> one in one in twelve randomly gets an exclusive amiibo. Yeah, I could see that. There you go. That, or that's or what I mean, like even yeah. if it's just a color variant. Yeah, color I mean, variant. Yeah. Or um, like I said, it, like most people are not going to want to subscribe for the full year up front. Like, no one wants to pay for stuff like that up front. I right. mean, it's the difference between Netflix and Amazon Prime. Right. You know what I mean? I pay for Prime because I save a sh- I pay that back in kind tenfold by getting free shipping. But yep. yeah. most people don't want to pay up front for service. If you had to tell most people, I got to pay for Netflix for the full year up front, that hundred bucks or so, a lot of people would not do it. Yeah. You know, because mm. they are, oh, it's too big of an investment up front. Same thing would be prohibitive for, you know, video game fans mm. and Nintendo fans. Mm. If you prepay for the full year and get an amiibo at the end of it, that would be kind of to me a, a or get like a, or or like we were just talking about like you know have a, like a quarterly amiibo yeah I think that would they be awesome. get, they get a freebie for December because hey happy holidays sure like mm. something cool like that regardless yeah. there's potential for some really awesome stuff and honestly I have wanted to buy more Nintendo merchandise than I do but I don't because usually the stuff you find are like little vinyl figures at Toys R Us and they're hideously expensive and <laughs> yeah you know. actually you know you know what scratch the freebie amiibo for December make it uh, like a co- like a code for an actual game I'll take that uh, I mean but who's to say they won't do that kind of stuff yeah. you know yep, yep. so um <clears throat> or voucher or voucher redeem it for any virtual console uh that would be cool. Title. I would. I would for take like that up, too. Up to, up to this X number of dollar amount. Is this something that either of you have an interest in subscribing in when it becomes available? I don't know. I I would need to know more. I would need to know like the yeah. cost and you know, what they say there's going to be in it and how often and all that fun stuff. Um, I haven't done like Loot Crate or any of those other monthly subscription box services because there's a, there's a hundred of them out there now. Um, I just because. Like, you know, they say like a death by a thousand paper cuts. I'm trying to avoid a death by a thousand microtransactions, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, um, I I, I keep on having to, I keep on catching myself, like signing up for like these, oh, a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. It's like all of a sudden I'm spending a hundred dollars a month on all this random crap and having to keep on pulling myself back. The only thing I currently subscribe to is the the Eagle Moss uh, Star Trek ship collection, which yeah, I fucking love. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's been so good. Wait till yeah. I tell you what they sent me this month. I'll oh, tell God. you after the show's over. Okay. Um, yeah. But the... Uh, I subscribed to Loot Crate for a while, mm-hmm. and the reason that I stopped... I think I did it for three or four months, and I loved it when I got it. I still think it's a cool service, but I did like... You know me pretty well at this point, Charlie. I'm not a snob by any stretch of the imagination. I'm very much uh, an everyman. Yep. But I had this weird, like, green-eyed jealousy problem, like this horrible, like, shitty uh, thing that happened to me where I started going to friends' houses and seeing the same stuff that I had (laughs) in my house at their house. And I was like, I don't like that! You know, so everybody's got the same shit now. There's no excitement in collectability. So I, I, I unsubscribed because I was like, you know what? Not not at all to be a snob because I really think it's a great service. Um, I just didn't. I realized that we're all just getting the same T-shirts and bits of plastic and sure. silly things hanging out in our living rooms. And as a collector of 
um, goods. I wanted things that were a little more original than that. And sure. a little you more just didn't want the conformity. You didn't like That's the all it was. And when I first popped onto the service, it was still kind of picking up steam. I first heard about it on Kevin Smith's podcasts like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so um, that's when I had tried it and I loved it. I thought it was really neat. And it's blown up so big now as box services have become such a big thing that I didn't really see the appeal of it. And I, I kind of wonder and worry if maybe I have the same problem i'll have the same problem with the inbox but i'll try it at least you know get a little bit of nintendo stuff out of it and we'll see what they do with amiibo mm. but i think yeah. it's kind of cool agreed we'll see i'm very I'm, I'm very much forcing myself to not get into amiibo because that's just a rabbit hole i do not need to fall down no, um, no. i like them i think they're neat as figures yeah. Yeah, yeah i think they're useless as you know like the little you know nfc things you know the readers yeah. but yeah but just with with the artificial market that they've created like very intentionally so I, th- I think that um, mm. you know they could they could certainly make more if they wanted to they yeah. very clearly do not want to make more um, you know they um, you know just the, uh, the 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 drive and the fervor that they've generated around these things is very much mm. manufactured um, I, I kind of have a have a problem with but um, you know I, I, the video the, the the figures are high quality and you know they're they're well made mm. and everything but uh, yeah um, just falling down that hole of like having to like, you know, miss pre-sales on certain figures and have to like then chase him down on eBay and whatever. It's just like, mm-hmm. no, no, thank no. you. Too much um, work for me. Well, it's, it's sad because it's starting to turn because Amiibos are starting to become like Pokemon. Yeah. You really think about it. You have your basics. You can get everywhere. Yeah. Yep. They had to go all over the place. Yeah. Go... If I were a single man. It sounds and crazy. Father, I know. But maybe. like we kind of, you know, put some time into it. You think yourself, huh? Never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yep. When that's, I was a single man true. and not a father, I did more work for less. So it's yeah. just now I don't have time with the family. I just don't have time to worry yep. about it. Yep, yep, yep. And I, right. I spend enough money on ponies. So. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cap off the news for this week. That's going to do it, guys. Yeah. So Brian, yes, Evo, yes, you went to Evo, yes, I did. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, basically, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: it's been nine years since I had a legitimate vacation. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, I know. Ima- imagine that. Yeah. Um. So this was like my first legitimate vacation. You know, yes, I would go out of state sometimes, but there was a reason for. There were you know, like working vacations. That, see, there, well, there, were, oh, there were there were obligations, so okay. there really weren't so there, there weren't opportunities to appreciate the outdoors or the, any anything that okay. was <clears throat> anything. But yeah, so it's been nine years since I had a legitimate vacation, so I'm thinking to myself. I, I put it this way: year after year, I always said, you know, dude, we should always go to Evo. I say that to my friends, like, we should go to Evo, we should go to Vegas. I just I just realized, you know what? I got I got a job. I'm making halfway decent money right now. Fuck it, I'll just go. Okay. Um, but like l- the best way I would describe this is like let's say like for John, where he has V's for villains, he goes to the different conventions and performs, and he always has his fan base there. You, Charlie, with uh, the Pony Conventions, mm-hmm. Ciderville, Ciderfest, yes, Ciderfest, Ciderfest. yes. Um, also in uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul one, mm-hmm. you have this whole group of people coming together for one purpose, and it's nothing but positive energy. Awesome. That is exactly what Evo was like for me. That's fantastic. And I know exactly what you're talking about. With yeah, that, with exactly. that, with that yeah. comparison. Everybody getting exactly. together to celebrate the thing. Yep. Whatever the thing is. <laughs> no major bullshit. None of that stuff. 
And especially the this is the first time going to Evo. I mean, you guys saw the pictures when I posted stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, seeing main stage, like main tournament stage with your own eyes, not, you know, watching a live stream with stuff going on. It was just one of those things you, 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 you see it. I was still thinking to myself, this is all a dream. Like, it was all still so surreal, even after getting off the flight, getting to the hotel room and everything. Um, but the thing, but the nice thing that I learned about Evo is that it isn't just the nine games that they were playing. So for the record, um, the nine games that we had, uh, and for those that don't know, I should I should really start with that. For those that don't know, Evo, which is uh, short for the Evolution Championship Series, um, it's the world's largest fighting game tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and more or less, it's kind of like a fighting game version of the Olympics. You have players that are expertise, um, their expertise are specific games. So, like, for this year, we had um, Ultra Street Fighter 4, uh, Smash for Wii U, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Mortal Kombat X, Guilty Gear X-Erd, um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Tekken 7, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, and Killer Instinct. So, you have players each playing these games. Judging from the entrance, I think it's safe to say we had about well over 5,000 entrants. Okay. Wow. Wow. Total. That's that's big numbers, um, man. We had, uh, let's see, there was a fifty thousand dollar pop bonus for Evo. There was a fifty thousand for I think MKX. There was a fifty thousand for Killer Instinct as well, and then there were other you know other community members throwing in for pop bonuses. So we also had a bunch of money on the line as well. But the nice thing about this tournament was that it wasn't just the nine games that were going on. You had things going on. Um, Atlas had, um, had a booth because they had stuff, you know, advertising the Persona games as well. Okay. You had, um, Arxis, which, uh, they're the company, they, they handle the, um, what's it going to put? They handle the, uh, the North American distribution for a lot of the Arc System Works games. So like Blaze Blue, oh, okay. Guilty Gear, mm-hmm. they were helping out with, um, hosting the tournaments for the Arc Revo, which is, uh, the Arc System Revolution tournament. It's a uh, three versus three. And it was basically open to all the American players um, that were there. So if you had team of three, you can enter. Cool. Um, Mad Cats had a stage there. So they had their own. They had a booth where you can buy stuff. They had a stage where they showcased stuff. And it was really nice. Um, there's a whole group of us. Um, we were there specifically. Um, well, I mean, I was there for, for Guilty Gear for a tournament. Didn't do that well. But that's okay. Learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I learned where I, where I screwed up. But the nice thing is that um, there's a whole group of us. We we got together specifically for an indie fighting game called Yadagarasu. Um, long story short, three dudes in Japan, they built the game from the ground up. And it was only three dudes. They did an Indiegogo. Oh, geez. I want to say it was maybe a couple years back. Okay. They met their, they met, they met their goals. They surpassed their goals. <clears throat> but the thing is, it's still three dudes making a game. The end result is fantastic. It was a it's a very solid game, and anyone that's into fighting games that want a more traditional fighting game, highly recommend it. Um, I got to I had the opportunity to hang out with um one of the uh basically one of the I'd, I'd say one of the biggest fans, also one of the most knowledgeable players. Uh, that being Juicebox. Hi guys. Um, so I got to play um, a couple matches against him Thursday night when we all got situated in our hotel room. 
Um, but then I also got to help him out with uh, showing off the game on the Mad Cat stage on Saturday. Oh, cool. So it was kind of cool. Um, sadly, we kind of had a couple technical issues halfway through. It kind of happens. You know, there were just a couple issues with the laptop. But the thing was, okay. um, I hung out with him, got to spend time with uh, the guys over at New Media, who uh, they distribute. They distribute uh, Yadagarasu. And uh, what happened was that Saturday, we uh, had a giant tournament. So we had sign-ups Friday. Saturday, we had about 96 entrants. Okay. Here's a kicker. <laughs> Issue, though, was um, not a whole lot of people. Well, not all 96 came back. Um, <laughs> so there are quite a few buys. It happens. Um, but there was a nice prize for... Third place, second place, first place. Immediately after, immediately after the tournament, we all went back to my hotel room, and we had about maybe ten to twelve people nice. at the hotel room. So we all got together, we started playing, and the nice thing was that it was a great game, not only for casual for casual audiences, but it was also a great game. Like if you want to learn, if you really just want to learn all about the game, you know what works against this, you know, kind of like, kind of sort of rock paper scissors ish. Okay. Um. But then that was all Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, actually being there, tournament stage. <laughs> He's speechless. Yeah. I'm yeah, spe- yeah. I, I am speechless. Especially <laughs> well, you, when- got, you got to cross that off your bucket list. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fighting yeah. game person, too. And exactly. I would love to go to Evo. It's on my bucket list. Exactly. And that's, and that's another big thing. It's like, I mean, you're a big Killer Instinct buff. I mean, there's oh, a- God. So much happened on Saturday with Killer Instinct, and that's great to me. I, I when they announced when uh, when D- Double Helix, who originally did the development for Killer Instinct yeah. before uh, uh, before it was taken over, um, I I did not expect it to be a good representation. I did not expect it to be a faithful representation, nor did I expect it to end up being so good uh, just overall. Let alone finding its way into competitive play and being so well received, and it has developed this really big following, man. It's, exactly, it's and huge. the thing, the thing, and the the big thing was that um, I forgot this little tidbit. <clears throat> we had over a hundred fifty Japanese players come this year to Evo. Wow, <clears throat> that's including all the top players for Street Fighter, Guilty Gear, Persona, but we also had Killer Instinct players from Japan. Wow. Which is something you never really thought about because especially Because when... Microsoft sells Xboxes in Japan <clears throat> by the dozens. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's the thing though, is that you know, yes, they still sell it, doesn't sell well, but people still buy it. Sure. So you have this group of people. Um, so you're saying every killer instinct that exists in Japan Every killer instinct player that exists in Japan came to Evo. <laughs> maybe, maybe, man, well, maybe, maybe. You know, well, I, I, I'll put this. I can't confirm that. But okay, <laughs> there you go. Nice and safe. Good, I can't confirm move. it, yeah. but from what I saw, you know, John knows about you know, how the whole counter, like the the whole combo breaker system and everything. Yep. Especially when you see a, a player like Domi from Japan mm-hmm. pull off stuff with Cinder that you cannot break out of it. Yeah, you can't at all. Um, and then we have moments like Rico Suave, you know, taking taking the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You have all that stuff happen just right before your eyes. It's such <clears throat> it's 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 amazing to see on stream, but it's so 
different. Well, because when you're in the <clears throat> middle of it, you can drink in that energy around you. And that's the exactly. thing with the fighting game tournament is, is you know, everybody... It's all it, the energy. Has, it's become a joke in the fighting game community because everyone says it so much, but hype, man. Hype everywhere. Exactly. Hype coming out of everyone's ears and asses. <laughs> you know, and if you're actually in the middle of it, you know, I'm yep. sure that it becomes a fervor, man. This is how mobs are created, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Angry fighting game mobs. Um, no, but, but I, I can't imagine what it was like to actually be there to get a witness that not to mention some of the like crazy hijinks and highlights that came out of it, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if, um, if you saw Maximilian's top five moments, I did, I did. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Maximilian. I've been following him since before anybody gave a shit and I did too. I was mostly (laughs) just because he was the first person to really dig his teeth into killer instinct. Exactly. So I followed and I'm, I'm firm in my belief that Maximilian probably would not be in the position if he wasn't, if it was not for killer instinct fans coming to his channel, because it didn't exist Uh, anywhere else. I'd argue a little, I'd argue it would be a little bit earlier. You think Um, so? Yeah, his online warrior series assists me with uh, the Marvel tutorials. That's sure, where he sure. got. That's where he got. His, that's where he got his uh, his claim to fame. Um, but you know the top five moments he had, like Woshige completely screwing up in Exerd, mm-hmm. um, in Exerd finals. Um, the entirety of Killer Instinct top eight. You had King Blue River winning Marvel. Um, a lot of the, all those, all those moments, just seeing all those moments happen in real life, like right before your eyes, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, like, I never thought to myself, you know, that this would actually happen, you know, anytime soon, but it sure. did. You know, I had the opportunity to do it. I'm like, screw it. Let's just do this. And I'm very glad. I'm very glad I did it. And I'm already planning to go back uh, next year. Awesome, man. Awesome. I, you know, one of these days, if I can, uh, uh, break free of the shackles of responsibility. I will, <laughs> I will find my way over there to, Good luck. to do it. Now, <laughs> you, did you compete? Uh, yeah, I did uh, only in Guilty Gear. Um, sadly, I went one and two. But uh, the thing is, like with the losses, I know where I went wrong. And that's something I'm definitely practicing on. Okay. Um, the nice thing about this trip was that it wasn't as expensive as I, as I thought it was going to be. Like, okay. Because I booked, I booked everything back in February. Okay. So... Plane ticket was about maybe under five hundred. Um, the registration for the event itself it was a uh, seventy for um, for the three day pass and with sun with access to the tournament hall on Sunday finals. Um, and the nice thing was that they also had discounts at uh, the Bailey's and the Paris specifically for Evo. Okay. So the the room rate I had was like one hundred ten a night. Okay. Which I know Vegas is expensive, but I'm thinking to myself that's this is this is better than I expected. Yeah, that's like normal, like like the the hotel rates that like like the cons in Chicago. That are, yeah, I mean even yeah, the, like the, the 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 cons that I'm doing like 110 a night is about that's like kind of normal for con rate you know, for for pony yeah. stuff for for Vegas. That's that seems pretty good to me. For Vegas, that's a steal. Yeah. So yeah, I think I I think just for room and flight, I probably spent about a thousand. So like if you can so and this is the big one I'm gonna push. Um, if you prepare ahead of time. Definitely prepare ahead of time, um, you know, and this and that that's just a good indicator of, you know, how much you'll probably spend when February rolls around, because that's sure. when they normally mm-hmm. announce, mm-hmm. you know, when registration's up, what the games are in the lineup, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, this was a very eye opening experience. Yeah. 
I know exactly <clears throat> what you mean. I um, same thing with like I mean entire completely different, but kind of the same. It's like <clears throat> my first PonyCon. It's just like yeah. I, this is this is amazing. So yeah, I, I totally yeah. I mean, you. especially when you had the opportunity to meet, <clears throat> excuse me, yep. um, like the voice actors, for example. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing I got to do. Like I had the yep. opportunity to meet a lot of the personalities. So yeah, I got to meet Maximilian and the Yo Video Games group. Yeah, you know there was yeah. you know the picture I had of Benny, for example. Like they sure. had Benny there. Smaller than Pyro. Benny Benny came out. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who are listening who aren't familiar with who Brian and I are talking about, this is a, a YouTube personality. Uh, who, Maximilian. Who's Maximilian Dude is the channel that he yes. plays under, and it's D O O D. Um, he is a uh, he's a, a kind of a a fighting game everyman. He's somebody yes. who uh, who's very much um, just a fan like Brian and I are, and like other fighting game people are who loves 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 fighting games to the point where he started putting out videos about them like a lot of youtube personalities do but he did it with a lot of care a lot of respect uh definitely a lot of respect oh yeah and that's absolutely. why everybody likes him because he respects the medium as much as he loves yeah. it i mean he's he's been in he's been part of the california community for since the 90s when yeah. you know, street fighter yeah. 3 was a thing and he is he's kind of looked at as uh in a lot of ways where you have a lot of people in the fighting game community who are Really well-known uh, fighters. I mean, obvious people like Justin Wong or Daigo, people who, who kind of helped ignite helped ignite the the, the competitive nature of yeah. you know the fighting game community, big names like that. And then there's a, a laundry list of other people who are big in that scene. But um, Maximilian Dude is considered kind of like the people's champion. He's sort of the everyman. He represents the voice of the every fighting game community type person and. Very, very well-respected guy. He's gone out to Galloping Ghost a few times, too. Mm, um, yeah, because he's, he's been to Combo Breaker, um, as well as uh, its predecessor. It's, uh, it's, yeah, predecessor, uh, UFGT um, 9 and 10. You mm-hmm. know, he was there as well, you know, for Killer Instinct. Um, but, you know, now I mentioned Maximilian. You know, there were, there were um, autograph opportunities as well mm-hmm. with um, two other personalities in the Street Fighter community, uh, that sure. being Gutex and Mike Ross. Sure, um, sure. They're known for the uh, excellent adventure series, which it's always a really good, really good uh, thing to do. Always, always a good series to watch online if you got nothing better to do. Um, but then they also had Team Madcats there also for uh, photo opportunities. So, yeah, you had Daigo and Mago and Tokido mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all there as well. So you got to meet them, shake their hands. Um, but speaking of Japanese uh, players and developers, I did get the opportunity um, to meet one of the uh, developers of Yadagarasu. Yeah. Going back to that. So... Very humble guy. Um, got to see him play. He was doing fairly well as, as well. And, jeez, uh, I can't think of what other notes I had from this from this event. I mean... Are there are there any particular, um, you know, for, for those of you who listen to the show that are fighting game fan enthusiasts or burgeoning fighting game fan enthusiasts, are there any particular matches... As somebody who was there on the spot, are there any particular matches that you would recommend uh, people checking out? Oh my god, I'd say the if you're if you're really big into Street Fighter, definitely the top eight of Street Fighter. You know that's you had um, one of the, one of the big guys from Taiwan, uh, Gamer B. Actually got to you know got to talk with him a little bit with he and, with he and uh, his girlfriend. So they. They're really great people. Congratulated cool. him on second because he got second place overall. Nice. Mm-hmm. Fantastic guy to talk to. Um, in fact, it's hilarious because since I got off, <laughs> since I got off the elevator, I guess they agreed to go ahead and get married. So they're going to get married this this nice. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You um, make it sounds so matter of factly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. One of the other uh, big big players actually won the 
two of the top American players, actually, um, they made top eight. Uh, that being Knuckledo, who's part of a uh, team Liquid. Uh, Liquid's a really big esports team. They're uh, like most esports teams. They're known for League of Legends as uh, and uh, Counter Strike, and uh, they usually and most of these teams now they're starting to open up a fighting game division as well. Um, PR Balrog. Um, he is a member of uh, Team Evil Geniuses. He kind of was like more or less retired for the most part, but uh, he came back for um, Evo as well as uh, the the previous tournament uh, CEO, which is the top uh, top tournament over in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to remember who else is in top eight. I mean, <clears throat> Momochi, he's been winning almost every single tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he won last year's Capcom Cup, so he has a guaranteed spot for this year's as well, but he's been going to tournaments as well. Um, let's see. Infiltration. Mm. Oh my God. He is one of the best players from Korea. The thing was like, he pulled off, he pulled out like eight characters during top eight. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, that's uncommon. Very uncommon. Most people have like a main and a backup. Okay. <clears throat> no, they don't, they yeah. don't bounce around. That you'll have, frequently. yeah, you'll okay. have like, I like your main character or like if you're a character loyalist, you'll play that character no matter what. Okay. You might have a pocket, whatever. Yeah. But to have some like infiltration that has like eight characters he pulled out specifically during top eight, that's something that's that, ne- that, that that's, that's not heard of. That's at considered all. brash and ballsy and confident, and uh, because <laughs> oh, typically right. typically a, a person will pick their main and then a sub um, or two that they feel most yeah. confident with, and then even if they're good with other characters, they don't take the risk of not being as polished with those particular fighters as the one, two, or even three characters that they play best yeah. with. <laughs> um, in, in in casual play, they'll play anybody. And yeah, like, you'll, play, Instinct, you'll play whoever you I can want. play anybody from season one of Killer Instinct competently i can play about half of season two competently yeah Com- but but i way better with season one so but there's only maybe two or three characters if i were playing a tournament i would even try to take the tournament because that's just i know <clears throat> myself well enough it just seems to be a very common form factor for right. fighting game enthusiasts to stick to one or two characters just to keep it safe yeah. you know what i mean um but like outside of the outside of the tournament though is um they had a lot of different booths. So, I mean, you had a, a lot of the fighting game clothing lines. So, you had Broken Tier, you had 86. <clears throat> um, there you had um, Samwa Denshi. Um, they're, the, uh, they're the company that makes the parts, like the arcade stick parts. So, like the, the joystick, the buttons, they were actually there selling stuff as well. Cool. Um, you also had uh, an, an entire area dedicated to indie games being showcased. Nice. Which very is really cool. nice. It was <clears throat> there are a lot of very creative ideas out there and I really do hope that everything all these guys they make it big. Um and one of the big highlights though go on. I, I just I have to ask. I'm sure that if you saw this you would have noticed it and you probably would have mentioned it by now if you did. So you probably didn't. But um did you happen to get a glance was anybody there showing off it's an indie game of course I I have to bring everything back okay. to pony. It's uh it's there somebody made a fighting pony game <laughs> oh, called yeah. ML, Fighting is Magic. Fighting is Magic. Uh, that <laughs> What? How did I get here? What's going on no. in here? What just happened? There was this sharp left turn. The car rolled down the hill, and now everything is all shaky um, and fuzzy. I, I was gonna say, um, it was not there, sadly. But I know, oh, okay. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think okay. that was that was a, it was a project from like 2013. Yeah. Um, and mechanics wise, it was actually a very solid game. And uh, what um, what happened was uh, I believe they are given um there were there were some issues with uh with Hasbro. They were C and D, yeah. Yeah, they were C and D by yeah. Hasbro. But I think um I think it was one of the writers or one of the uh one of the people that was working on, on the show, they said uh 
that they would want to work with them, like for like original characters, more or less. Oh, okay. So maybe that's where they are. Um, they're probably in that area as well as um, applying the Skullgirls engine to uh, to the game. Right. So you'll right. have that. So you have that engine with original characters. Right. Um, but you had an entire area dedicated to all the indie games being showcased. Um, Nintendo, since of course they had Smash Brothers Melee as well as Smash for Wii U. There, they had another big game show, being shown off. Um, kind of like a, in the like the vendor area, that being um, Splatoon. Really? Oh, wow! Yeah. Of all huh. things, yeah, you know, yeah that pro- seems pro- very random. Probably because it's a competitive game, but yeah, a lot of people, yeah, are, but... a lot of people are taking it uh, very competitively, actually. Really? But I think they huh. had yeah, like I think it was like eight to ten kiosks, you know. Eight to ten stations, you know, five like four versus four, five versus five. Um, and the other big thing they had was Street Fighter Five playable. Okay. So they had a build ready to go. Um, not, not the same beta that everybody else has. It's like a like a more finished version, like with more characters or uh yeah, it was um it was the six characters that we knew about. So Bison, Ryu, Chun Li, um, Nash, Birdie, and Cammy, and then they added Ken, because that was the Announce him back at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Do you really need or, to announce Ryu and Ken in the Street Fighter game? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, well, to say, their credit, they changed Ken up. He does not look like himself. He doesn't. He doesn't oh, look. Really? He does, yeah, he doesn't look like his normal self. Um, and but the thing, but the big thing is though, is um, when you're when not to mention it though, like when you have a change from like Street Fighter Two or to Street Fighter Three. The almost the entire cast was changed with with like maybe the exception of four characters, you know, in Street Fighter Three. Aside from yeah, it was just Ryu, Ken, Chun Li, and Akuma. Everybody else was brand new at that oh, point. Okay. <clears throat> um, and kind of to a lesser extent in Alpha, that was sort of the case. But um, for Five though, the big thing, and now actually now I think about it, that was another big thing. Capcom had a giant uh, panel going on. And part of the panel that they talked about was what they were trying to go for with Street Fighter V. And uh, going back to, you know, my experience with the beta, how they want to talk about making it easy to learn, hard to master, trying to make characters unique with this whole V-skill system. Um, it's it, it sounds complicated, but it kind of makes sense later on. Um, but you have all these different things. So you had, you had panels, you had all the different stations. And I mean, especially with Street Fighter V, there was a line, <laughs> even with even with the seven stations they had up. You know, there was still there was still probably good maybe ten minute wait. But but having had hands on time and and actually being there to see people's reactions yes. to Street Fighter Five, do you think it's going to have as big of an impact on the fighting game community oh, as Four did? Absolutely, great. I think I'm going to argue it's probably going to have a bigger impact. That's great, man. And That's the, fantastic. the big the big re- the big reason is, I mean, you have people from other communities. Whether it be Smash community, whether it be um, MOBAs or first-person shooters, sure. Like some of the, some of their personalities, they're taking notice to fighting games now, and they're kind of they're kind of learning Street Fighter right now, like with Street Fighter Four, to see like what the system's like overall. But you're gonna have more players with Street Fighter Five, just because the one copy the one copy of the game you need is the only one you'll need ever. You won't have to worry about buying a vanilla copy for sixty, then like an upgraded version for forty, then another one for fifteen, and another one for fifteen, and so on and so on. You're gonna have just the one game, and then they'll just update that as as they see fit. 
But that's that's going to I mean, we kind of talked about that a little bit in news last week is that's right. really what's going to kind of change and define this next section for for them is is that they can do DLC updates like Killer Instinct has done with season 2 characters instead of forcing you to buy a brand new SKU exactly. with like four or five new characters. I think it's a great thing. Exactly. Yeah. And the nice, and the, and the one thing they did announce though with that um whenever new characters are released um they're kind of taking sort of a microtransaction route though where you can either pay you can either pay, you know, a certain amount of money to unlock the character or you can actually grind in-game with in-game currency and purchase the character. That's interesting. Hmm. Interesting. That's a different take. Yeah. I, don't, I yeah. don't hate that, though. I don't hate that. That's, yeah. So I mean, what I, they're, I, would, yeah. I would play to earn a character. I think yeah. yeah. So what, they're, what they are trying to do is they're trying to make this the first fighting game, or the, the, the first Street Fighter title, I should say. Sorry. The first Street Fighter title where you can unlock everything. Because that was the big issue. Without, that lot, without paying money. Without paying money. Okay, nice. Because that was an issue that a lot of people took with, um, like, unlocking stuff in the past or, or, or transaction yeah where yeah. it's like you bought the game that's like oh hey here's here's a new character you can uh you can get it's like but you know you have people go well why can't we just unlock this if it was already on the disc right right, right. so cool. they're so what they're doing they're making a compromise they're saying for those of you that want to unlock it here's your opportunity for those of you that just want to buy it out lot you know straight up you can do that too okay well all in all it sounds like eva was a pretty good time and, oh um, yes and you've, I know you've mentioned that you will be definitely be going back next year. Absolutely. And, um, have you, have you, have you caught, uh, do you know if there's any footage of you uh, competing online anywhere? No. <laughs> no. no. It's okay though. Okay. <laughs> now, now if anybody would want to, uh, to challenge you to, uh, you know, any of the various games that you, you play, how and where would they be able to find you online? Um, online, I am on uh, PSN. Um, just search for uh, Thunder Husky, and uh, that's it. And uh, you know, we're not we're not uh, above doing it the old fashioned way and going out to any of the various uh, arcades. Oh, in absolutely! Land. So if any of uh, any of you listeners at home want to throw down and uh, stomp a mud hole into our faces, <laughs> then do do so. Let us know, and we'll go out there and throw down. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Brian. Um, absolutely. I, I, I have little to no interest in fighting games you even have me wanting to go so um yeah i mean this is this is an event that um it's been around for quite some time and oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm 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 aware and it sounds like even if you have no interest yeah. in the subject matter the excitement would be uh would be uh is saturated enough that you, that anybody could get caught up in it yeah i so. mean the, the thing is like media is taking notice now like yeah. especially with a little I'll, I'll explain what happened um so guilty gear top eight well she get kind of uh popped off a little too too soon. He thought he he thought he won the whole round. Instead, he only took one, or he took he thought he took the whole match. He took only one round. ESPN kind of had a little uh, something about it. Really? Yes. All right. So if you can find those clips, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. It's it's pretty damn funny. Oh, you've seen this? Too? Yeah. yeah okay. It's yes. pretty good. Never oh. seen anything like it at Evo. It's entertaining. Yeah. So so he won the he he won the one like he won the one, the one round round and then he, yeah, he, he, he got he up got and walked excited. away. Yeah. Well yeah he he no. got off he was cheering out yeah and everything but he didn't realize there was a round three he thought he won the whole match. <laughs> wow. Okay, I have to look up that one. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, Evo. Who knew? Exactly. Apparently everybody but me. Um, yeah. Fanta- it's a fantastic event. If you have the opportunity to go next year, please do so. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brian. Uh, let's move on and see what the mailbag holds for us this week. 
So before we get into the mailbag, uh, Goat is, um, well, he, he's been celebrating one of his last weekends out yes. on the Warp Tour. And um, he, uh, well, he's been drinking, it seems. And um, he's been messaging us actually throughout the show. And so we, we've been asking him, please, um, don't forget about your Goat remote. And, um, you know, it's, we, we, we think you should just do it right now. You yeah, know, just, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. just, just, just to make sure that you get it done. Never mind the fact Don't that even you, put your beverage down. Yeah, no, just, yeah, just, just keep just drinking. And then, um, so, so, so here's Goat's remote for the week. Let, let's, let's, let's see what he has to say. Hey, you, you said to call in. Um, uh, this is, uh, Goat, Goat, Goat Remote. I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> I'm in, uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah. Denver. Denver. I'm in fucking Denver. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, uh, we're playing, uh, Lego Under City Cover, no, Undercover City Cup on DS. It's, uh, <laughs> It's good. Um, oh man! Trying to uh, get other fun interviews in to you uh, guys. Jeez, I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> I, I may have drank a bomber of 10.0, uh, Reverend, and a Coors Light. Jameson for this uh, remote. Oh, God damn it! So that's a thing. And. I blame you guys for telling me to call in at this current DVD raid state of my life. Um, still on Warped. Got like three? Three. Yeah, three shows left. So I should be back in the studio soon. The buses are loud. Very loud. <laughs> Um, other than that, I really, I really have nothing, um, going, going on, other than, you know, work, and obviously being drunk. <laughs> so, I will, um, uh, call you later with, uh, more, uh, updates. It's like a record slowing yeah. down. <laughs> I, you boys, you boys have fun talking about uh, Devo with uh, Brian. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Yeah. 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 Like. So, until then, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. Have, uh, have fun. Hello, hello. Bye bye. Wow. He that just was, fell asleep is what just happened. That was the slowest bye-bye I've ever heard in my entire life. Excellent. That it, was, it, was, uh, it was literally just like... That was, it was like uh, a record. It's like Hilarious. Sylvester Stallone a little bit. Wow. We need to put booze in him more often. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Goat. Um, yes, please come home. Um, I'm worried about you now. Um, now, now. He's a big boy. Uh, Yes, 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 he is. And um, the bigger the boy, the bigger the body in the ditch. So um, oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. Be careful, goat. Okay. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, take care of yourself, please. Uh, but uh, no, goat should be joining, rejoining us soon. And um, we can't wait for that to happen. All right. So uh, our mailbag question for this week. Uh, so first, we asked everybody uh, what questions you had for Brian regarding Evo. Apparently, none of you had questions. So that's okay. That's okay. And then I'm uh, not we can take it personally. And then, uh, yeah, yes, you are. It's okay. Uh, I've been handing him Kleenex this entire time. He's he's very broken up. You all should be very ashamed of yourselves. Not really. Um, My tears are delicious. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, and then so um, the the other the other question that we had for you guys um, was uh, you know, Windows 10 came out this last week, and uh, with it came uh, a handful of interactivity and connectivity and features for Xbox One owners. And so we asked you guys just what questions you have regarding Windows 10. Um, so Dash uh, wrote in and asked, uh, so where's the catch? Um, so uh, what he's referring to is um, that... Uh, the the X, uh, Windows 10 is predominantly free for most users. So if you have either Windows yeah. 7 or Windows 8.1, which is a free upgrade for anybody who has Windows 8. So if you are still on Windows 8, you should fix that and get to 8.1, and then you get a free upgrade to Windows 10. The, 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 uh, the catch is a lot of people are under the assumption that um, you know Microsoft's marketing for Windows 10 is that they're giving it away free for the first year. A lot of people took that to mean that after the first year you pay some something like some that's theme. what i originally thought yeah, yeah. a lot you you are not alone in the slightest mm. and that is not the case um it is a you get it within the first year and then it is yours there there is no monthly fee there are no fees for upgrades yada 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 once you have it you have it just like any version of windows that has ever existed um so um so so there's that um quite generous yes yes it is they, they very much have gone the um the mac the OS X way of doing things is that um, yeah. their their upgrades used to cost I think like nineteen or twenty nine dollars uh, you know several upgrades back until they they started just making them free and the last the the, the last several upgrades to OS X have been free and now Windows ten is uh, again free for um, for all you folks that have either Windows seven or Windows eight point one uh, and by really extension Windows eight. Um, for anybody who's wondering, should you upgrade? My personal opinion is yes, unless you have very specific specialized software that has not been upgraded yet. Me, in my particular case, I immediately upgraded on my laptop because, like, all my you know everyday programs, you know, my my of course all my Microsoft products, Word, Excel, yada yeah. yada. Um, of course, Chrome is nothing, and then um, like all the all my Adobe programs, those are all perfectly fine with Windows 10. I have not upgraded my studio computer because Pro Tools is uh, is typically um, not quite ready every time. Windows has come out with a new version. It usually is like a month or two gotcha. before they've certified it, which is normal for them. Yeah, for something yeah. that's that's as, as involved and, and complex as Pro Tools is, that does not surprise me. But um, so unless you have a very specific need or, or program that uh, that would give you reason to not upgrade, I highly recommend it. it. It really does take all the best features of Windows 7 and Windows 8 and put them together. And especially if you have a device with a touchscreen, um, it's uh, it's so much better than, than Windows 8, yeah. in my opinion. I, up, um, I upgraded it as well. Um, um, and so far, I haven't had a tremendous amount of time with it. I love it. And I think primarily the, the reason for us to bring this up is, uh, you know, it, it is compatible with the Xbox One, and we are both Xbox One users. Um, so not, not to go all, you know, Xbox fanboy, but it is kind of a major thing to discuss for people who do own an Xbox because they put a streaming feature into it. Right. Um, that uh, Charlie and I both got mm-hmm. a chance to try out and uh, and and had some varying results on something that I think is very promising. How did you feel about this, Charlie? Um, so I try. Okay, so for for those who are completely unaware of what we're talking about, so basically, if you have a Windows 10 computer and an Xbox One in the same network at home, so you can't do this like out over the internet. Um, so you have to be like in your same house um, over your own local network. Um, you are able to take. The whatever is ha- almost anything that's happening on your Xbox One, and basically just second screen 
everything that's happening onto your Windows it 10 It is computer. literally everything. I played around on the, the dashboard. You cannot watch machine, live TV this way. Except for yes. the live TV. And <laughs> so there, there might be other apps or features that, that, are, that are restricted for whatever, you know, stupid licensing, mm-hmm. whatever reasons. But... Um, uh, but yeah, so like game content, I even, it doesn't make any sense to do this because if you have like Plex, for example, you can just run it locally. I don't know why you'd stream it over the network in this manner, but you can do that. And so apps and things like that work perfectly fine the same way too. Um, yes. So, um, in my case, I tried out, um, I didn't really get into it. So that's why I didn't include it in my, what I played this week, but I tried out like, uh, the newest episode of game of Thrones. And uh, so with something like that, that is very where like the, the the timeliness of it, like a little bit of lag isn't going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we're perfectly fine. Um, I now here's the interesting thing: um, when you are streaming, when you're second, when, when you're streaming to your computer, whatever you're doing is still on the TV. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, unfortunately, <laughs> what I was hoping you could do is that you'd be able to like somebody would be able to be watching TV through the Xbox one. And then you'd be able to be playing a game off of the Xbox one on your computer in the other room or whatever. Right. Um, so that, like when Michelle's watching her football, when that comes sure. back around, I could be playing a game at the same time. So mm. weirdly for me, this is almost an excuse to, take my TV stream out of my Xbox so that yeah, I can yeah. separate them in this particular sure. circumstance. But um, you know, it's entirely possible. Like Microsoft has proven that they can do great things with software updates. Sure. Um, you know, they, they re they, they reinvented the 360 several times over. Oh with yeah. Updates. Yeah. And so, I'm sure we're going to see this now that I I've had my hands on windows 10 in yeah. conjunction with the Xbox one. I can see from the very little bit of video footage I've seen of the the new uh, dashboard update coming for the Xbox mm-hmm. One, which mm. should be coming out in the next month or two, I would imagine. November, I think uh, they said. Is it November? Yeah. Um, you can see that they are working to integrate this even further and yep. make it more compatible. Just having Cortana on Windows 10, by the way, is awesome. I can't imagine how much she's going to help on the Xbox One because she will be a facet of the the new operating system, well, the extension of Windows 10 on Xbox One, which huh. I really, really am excited for. Yeah. Um, All right. I, I streamed Arkham Knight. I had it on, played it in the background. That sort of a game um, where speed is important, accuracy is important, timing is kind of important when you're really moving and doing something uh, action-packed or fast-paced. I did notice big drops in the frame rate. I, I did notice uh, lag and a little bit of delay or like that sort of uh, streaming catch-up that happens where all of a sudden things speed up really quick. Right. Um, there was a little bit of that. I don't expect it to be a perfect thing to start with, and I'm sure that there will be refinements. But I found it useful for this purpose. My computer is in my living room um, on the opposite side of where my living room is. Like literally, my, my living room television is staring at my computer monitor, which is a uh, which is a 40-inch TV. Mm-hmm. I don't use a traditional computer monitor. I have a 40-inch flat screen TV for my computer monitor uh, because I play PC games and I want it to look big. Um, what was neat was I could um, play the game on there and then Megan could just use the input selector on our television and turn on the 360 mm-hmm. and run Netflix off of the 360 um, you know, while I was streaming my Xbox One. Yep. So she could still use the TV while I was playing a game and just threw it up to the computer screen sure. instead. Is really handy, you know, yep. um, for for not having, oh, honey, can you stop playing because I want to watch my show or, you know, uh, just whatever I'm doing otherwise. It was 
pretty cool, man, and I see the, it being a pretty handy thing. In the now, in, in regards to your particular experience, there's two things worth noting. One is that both your computer and your Xbox were wireless to your router. Both My, of them were wireless. Hmm. Yeah. My, Microsoft does recommend that a wired connection will give you the best experience. Understandably so. Yeah. And I, I'm going to test that out to see if it improves the overall quality of how the streaming worked. Because yeah, we also don't know what kind of Wi-Fi yeah. you have on your devices. Like, you know, if you're if you're using like I, yeah, I can't imagine using like an older G router, but if you have yeah. like a, a you know like a G router as opposed to an N or even a newer AC router, like those would give you better experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. The now the other thing a question I have is, did you drop the quality rating? The, I did the, not the quality. Did you even no, know that I, that was an option? I did know it was okay. an option. I left it where it was at at default. I'm going to try and drop it to see if it improves on the wireless system. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do a little bit of um, you know sort of uh, quality control on checking out yep. those options yep. bef- between now and next week. Um, but it it uh, it seems like it's gonna be a pretty cool service, man. Yeah. I think overall, yeah. I did get to play with the Xbox One app that's on Windows 10 too. Mm-hmm. That basically just gives you access to your, um, you know, all of the social aspects of being Messages, on the Xbox achievements, One. Messages, mm-hmm. uh, achievements, your your games, your 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 clips and your screenshots, yep, yep. all that fun stuff. And then um, another kind of almost hidden feature that a lot of people don't even know is there is that um, the PC version of the Xbox app basically has the game dvr built into it yeah it's in cool. so much that you can actually just like you can on the um on your xbox on your pc you can use the xbox app to screen capture yourself mm-hmm. playing games and that's not even xbox game yeah. you can be playing something off of steam all they need to do really. is give you the editing tools to edit yep. them on the pc and i will use that all the time because while i think it is useful on the xbox one to mm-hmm. edit clips before uploading them i have a shitload of clips i captured in the heat of the moment that i now don't want to go back and edit because it's too time consuming with a yep. controller yep, yep. if i could clip that down with a mouse and keyboard oh i would edit everything i have yep that would yep, be yep. awesome i also did try smart glass uh smart glass on the uh uh on windows 10 oh sure and i really like the way that it hmm. it changed and laid out on windows 10 have you used this uh no i recommend used... trying it. okay i've it, used smart glass on on windows 8 before it, it yeah i mean it it changes basically because i use it on my phone all the time sure. for volume control and everything and it worked very responsively mm-hmm. you know just like flat out on the computer but it almost takes the layout the sort of left to right uh layout of the xbox one dashboard and throws it up there on the pc it doesn't okay. function like that quite on the phone or on a tablet so much okay um, but it, it makes it uh, an extension of the Xbox One dashboard. I liked it. I don't know. I see myself using it on there very often, but I did. I did use it to fuck with Megan though, because she was watching TV and I kept turning the volume down, and she didn't understand why that was happening. Um, and and maybe we're not going to get married because she'll leave me for doing these things. But um, as 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 the only married person in the room. Um, I, I do not recommend this this behavior. Um, it, it sounds like it would not pan out well. Um, uh, so, yeah, at your own risk, I say. Uh, my only response to that is nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Moving on. Um, and then so a goat had some questions. Um, goat asks, uh, was Windows 10 the secret game at Evo? <laughs> um, which I don't even know what that means. I'll put it this way. No, but actually... That would be kind of funny if you had like a who can install the thing faster. There you go. That's the speaking of, speaking of fast though. That should be the tiebreaker. Uh, SGDQ was going on this entire week. Uh, summer games done quick. Oh right, right, right. So and uh, um, yeah, I heard fantastic. I, I heard somebody beat like Oblivion in like forty seven minutes or something like that. Yeah, sounds how, about how, right. How how how? Main quest. 
Uh, uh, Chrono Trigger was like three hours and change, three and a half, four hours or something. Yeah. As soon as you get into any game like that and you're talking in hours, okay, I get it. But but under an hour to beat a game like that, it just just boggles my mind. Chrono Trigger is like a 40 plus hour game for the average person. Exactly. And that's the thing. So to to complete that in under three is, you know, it's quite a feat. I mean, Um, yeah. And I think they raised a little over a million Awesome, and man. That's that's great. That, yeah, that is very cool. Yeah, I'll, yeah. The, the fact that this is a charity event slips my mind sometimes. Yeah. So, this, yeah uh, all the cool proceeds going to uh, Doctors Without Borders. Nice. Very cool. Um, now, do they in these? Do they allow? I mean, like I know it's. I, I say allow. I mean, it's not really a competition, I guess, or or, or well, maybe it is. Um, is it a competition, or is it just people just like showing off that they can be? It's games just quickly? people showing off speed runs, but they do have races between okay. like two to four people. When they're doing these races, do they allow glitching? Some glitches they do allow actually. Um, okay. For for the mo- for the most part, glitching is 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 acceptable. Um, and, and in fact, there are some specific runs they do where um, it's all like like tool assisted stuff that they okay. that they found within it. So like there was a Mega Man tool assisted run. Um, I think it was called Taskbot actually. So like a tool assisted bot mostly doing okay. everything. All right, cool. Um, and then the other question that Goat had is what happened to Windows Nine? Seven eight nine. Sorry. Seven eight nine. <laughs> he gets it. Ah, seven, I get it. Eight nine. Oh, for the love. as in as in devoured it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quit. I that quit. was oh, just you. Just uh, good lord. My god, broken. I am broken. I loved it. Um, I loved it. I'll see myself out. <laughs> would would highly recommend. <laughs> Leave the controller. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I, I am. I do not believe. I, if this has been an official response from Microsoft, I haven't heard that. But the no, most... no, it's, no, it's not joke your that... thing. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> wow, Charlie. <laughs> the 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 most the, 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 the most commonly referred to answer that I to this question that I'm aware of is um it, it, with between Windows 95 and 98. In a lot yes. of code, it's actually written out as being Windows 9X, just referring to it could be Windows 9 anything. And apparently that was causing problems with Windows, like them using the name Windows 9. And so they had to skip it for technical reasons. Weird. Yeah, it, it's a weird, goofy thing. Now, I don't know if that's the real reason or not, but that's the one I hear thrown around the most. My, my, the other kind of theory I have about this is Microsoft has said that Windows 10 is going to be the quote-unquote last version of Windows in the same way that OS X has been the last version of OS X. I mean, they've updated the thing a dozen times, yeah. like with major yeah. revisions. Sure. So apparently Microsoft is now going to do the same thing. And if that's the method that they were going to take, they didn't want to end on 9. I think they wanted to end on 10. 10. It's just sound so, like a better number. Yeah. So they're just going to take the the core architecture and build on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine exactly. with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um so so that's that's the most common thrown around reason that I'm aware of and also thrown in my particular theory on the matter. Um but yeah, and that is the extent of the mailbag this week. Um Songbird is MIA. Uh hope you're hope you're doing okay there, Songbird. Um but uh but yeah. And so finally because the mailbag was kind of light this week, uh, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to include a dramatic reading of um a uh <laughs> a uh, a dramatic. couple weeks ago we had asked um if anybody was planning on going seeing the movie uh, pixels which um which uh by all accounts john and i have not seen it yet but uh, by all accounts is uh, is not not so good uh but we we have put it out there to say if anybody's gonna go see pixels like let us know what you think or who's excited for pixels and um no we, one we, we, well you'd think that but we did get one response from somebody who's very excited who, at least at the time was very really? excited about pixels uh, our, our good friend matt elfring someone's he's excited about adam sandler movies 
I'm not, I'm not going to try and impersonate Matt Elfring because that's just not possible. But um, Pixels is going to be the movie that defines our generation, much like Body Shots did in the 90s and Screwballs for the 80s. All these critics are mad that their precious arcade characters are being used and they haven't taken the time to enjoy the subtle nuances of the film, like Kevin James's Pratt Falls. You damn video game fans are so fucking entitled, aren't you? You cry and cry that your video game movies are terrible, but did you ever see any of them? Super Mario Brothers is the Citizen Kane of the 90s, juxtaposing America's fight of the separation of church and state. Did you think that the whole thing of Koopa devolving people was just for shits and giggles? It's cinematic brilliance. How about this, you pretentious assholes? Get your head out of your own asses and just watch the illuminating renaissance in filmmaking known as Happy Madison Productions. You know why these movies keep getting pumped out aside from the fact that they're great? Because people love them. So fuck you, video game fans, in your high opinion of what you want from a video game film because Hollywood isn't some fan service machine. How about, how about you see the movie before judging it? There's tons of characters you love in it. Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, and others. Wait, where's where's the car from Bump and Jump? No, Bump and Jump? They, they call this a video game movie, but don't include the car from the greatest driving game of all time? Fuck Pixels. <laughs> well done. And man. that was a dramatic reading of a comment left about the movie Pixels by our good friend, Matt Elfring. Matt, I hope I did you justice. With that, uh, John, what do you have coming up this next week? Um, this coming week, uh, it's going to be uh, a lot more preparation for V's for Villains costume work. I know I've been talking about this since the beginning of the year, but uh, like I, I was just over at our studio right before I came here uh, last week. I made a mask. Uh, this week, I did a lot of like paint work to it. Normally, I just kind of do really basic paint setups on this sort of stuff, but I, I added a lot of texture to it and did some... Uh, like some movie making magic type stuff in order to give it texture and, and make it look worn. Um, I'm also working on gauntlets, uh, a template for gauntlets for something that is not for my character, but is based on my character for another purpose that I cannot talk about yet. Ooh, intrigue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be something that involves uh, V's for Villains fans getting involved with our respective characters in a way, um, donning a piece of our costume uh, to represent. But... Um, I'll I'll explain that a you little bit later. We well we talked about it, but we're 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 not we're not going to talk about the details of how we expect people to get on board with it beyond what we talked about a few weeks ago. On, okay, on the all right. Show. There's more to it than that. Um, okay, but but I was working on the prototype, one of the prototypes for the template for the piece of my costumes, sort of armor that can be donned by fans. Um, and I'll continue to work on that stuff this week. You know, we're getting together a few times a week between rehearsals and and working on costume stuff. Um, that's going to be it for me. Otherwise, you know, uh, back to planning my wedding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, it, it, a wedding on one hand is simply, I say simply, the most important and biggest party you will. Oh ever no, throw it's in your amazing, man. I, uh, I'm not scared of the wedding. I'm scared of the planning. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, no, that's exactly. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. The, like, the wedding's it is, gonna be amazing. Like, Wedding planning is like Michelle and my wedding. It was like our actual wedding was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everything leading up to the wedding, like I can't, I can't count the number of times we're just like we're just gonna freaking elope. Like oh, we're just no, gonna no. go. I, I, screw I, all this. It's horrible. Yeah, Let's I, go to I Vegas. Have a, yeah, a feeling that what it's going to do is cause me to develop a severe drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
based on everything I've been told. But uh, you know what? It's okay. I'll just drink until the debt is paid down. There, there you go. That's, That's that is yes. Yes. Do that mm. and um, come here for that because I will. I will give you good things to drink. You're a saint. God I, among men, I, Charlie. I, I do what I can. I, 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 I recognize. Don't my enable name. it. <laughs> you say that. Until he gives you delicious free beer. No, no. You get back to us when you get engaged and start wedding planning. Then you can come back and talk to us. true. Brian, what do you have coming up this next week or in your near future? I got nothing right now. I think I'm done with conventions for the year. (laughs) Evo, Evo did him in. No, no. It's like I had like stuff going on from like January all the way to July. Yeah, you really have. Every time we've seen her talk to you. Yeah, exactly. So like I'm done for the year. I'm just going to save up and plan for next year. Right on. That's fair. Um... On my side of things, uh, Ponyville Cider Fest has just announced um, the shakeups in Ponyville, um, which is uh, a uh, My Little Pony themed cover band, which um, I'm super excited to have come and play with us. Um, and so, yeah, aside from that, um, basically just uh, Pony, 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 Con, Con, Con. Um, that's uh, and, uh, social media, social media, social media. I, I, I actually, that, wow, okay. So um, business That's as your usual life in a nutshell in, anyways. In what are you talking house. about? Yes, that. So for, for next week's show, uh, our question to you is going to be, um, so... If we took a game that, uh, that 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 you really liked, and just what game would you want to see represented in a completely different way? So, like, what would a super gritty Super Mario Brothers game be like? Or uh, would you like to see like a super happy, fun, whimsical Metal Gear Solid game, or something like that? Just a game redone in a way that's completely like any way it's been currently represented. What would you like to see? And that's our question to you for next week. And with all that being said, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. And, uh, and Brian, where are you on the internet in terms of Twitter, Twitch? Uh, what would you like to share? I am on Twitter at ThunderFGC. That's about it. If you want to talk to me about fighting games, that's cool. If you want to talk about cooking food, that's cool, too. Email us at editors at Gamerhead Radio or call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. Please download the official Gamerhead Radio app on Google Play, on Android, or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Thank you very much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Gamerhead Radio. Okay there, Shatner. Thank you. Okay, so if you are listening at this point, uh, we're, you, we are presuming and you are understanding that we are going to be talking about the ending of the uh, like the full Nightfall Protocol ending of uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I've, John has just watched uh, the video on YouTube, and so, um, John, what, 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 what did I just say? Okay, um, so it could be in a couple of different things. Um, it's, it is vague, but if you... The entire time I've played the Arkham games, I've been able to catch and a lot of like batman fans who know a lot of the lore have been able to catch a lot of small details that they they worked in as somewhere between fan service and their own version of telling stories that exist already um and as far as this one goes 
The Nightfall Protocol call by itself is a throwback to a massive story arc. Oh, um, it was amazing. It was an amazing story arc. Yeah, massive, huge, like amazing story arc. Uh, you know, in the the mid uh, mid nineties, I think it was, um, where Batman got his back broken by Bane. You know, oh, and, sure. and and somebody else had to become the Batman at that point because he was out of commission. He picked okay. somebody else. If you played through the game and you did the uh, the missions with Azrael, you know. He talks about, you know, if you want to take my place, if you want to replace me, you're going to have to do better than that. Every time you got hit playing as Azrael, it mm-hmm. restart the training. That is a throwback to Nightfall. Um, and, and for anybody who does not know anything about Nightfall, you might want to stop listening right now. It's pretty common knowledge amongst comic book fans, and it's not necessarily a huge spoiler. But in Nightfall... Um, Batman picks Azrael to take his place while he's gone, mostly because Dick Grayson is busy protecting Bloodhaven. And in the books, at least, Tim Drake is a kid. He's way too young. He only just became Robin. He's not really ready for that yet. So he gives it to Azrael. The only hitch is Azrael in this game is Michael Lane, um, former Gotham City police officer. The Azrael, the original Azrael, um, and, and in the entirety of the story arc of Nightfall, was not... Michael Lane, but a guy named Jean-Paul Valley. Um, what you saw at the end of that trailer, what ends up happening, um, and if you watch the end of the Nightfall Protocol ending for Arkham Knight, you know, big scary-looking Batman on top of the roof, they say they're not scared of what they see anymore, and he kind of rises up and unleashes and very de- sort of demonically. Um, the short version, without spoiling much or telling anything, is that Jean-Paul Valley becomes Batman... Um, and loses his goddamn mind and starts changing the suit. And it, 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 it's too hard to explain why he starts doing this, but he's going mad and he's hearing voices. And he 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 turns the Batman into this horrifying, almost robotic in appearance killing machine. He starts killing everybody. He just starts... Wow, and then okay. everyone's really scared of Batman then. Um, he starts out fine, starts out normal. And starts fighting with everybody around him. He even starts fighting with Robin and kicks him out and won't let him anywhere near him. And, you know, tells the Gotham police to get bent and just starts killing criminals. Like, he's bringing them to justice, but he's murdering them and being really brutal with them. Or um, beating them into, like, intensive care or living with the inch of their life or with brain damage. Or just really crazy guy. And so I think the implication with this game and the Nightfall Protocol and their sort of throwback to Azrael taking over... And that ending is is that we're going to see them. The next Batman story they're going to tell is Nightfall. And that was a setup for that, that it may not be Bruce Wayne we're playing. It might be Michael Lane, which is not accurate to the story, but it is accurate to the character of Azrael. So okay. that's my speculation based on that very vague trailer at the end. Now, the, 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 the way that it looked, like when, when the, the, the Batman-esque figure on the roof, like, like you said, like, like spread his wings out and just became like, it, very, it was very reminiscent of the way that you would look when you were on the Scarecrow's uh, toxic. Yeah, yeah, sure. And was sure. There, now, is there any connection there? Or I is that don't just... believe so, no. Okay. I mean, Scarecrow does feature in Nightfall briefly, but not at all, you know, like. Yeah, but he wasn't the main villain. No, and that, that, that's, something, that's something to consider with, um, with Knight is that, with, with Arkham Knight, that is, is that Scarecrow is the main villain. For the most part, right. you know, in the in this game, right. Um, obviously, my theory is going to be a little bit completely different compared to yours. Sure, sure. Um, I think, considering what's happened, what happens towards the end, mm-hmm. um, especially when you go into Batman's psyche and everything, um, especially with how many times Scarecrow injects him 
with uh, fear toxin. I just think it's just the fear toxin just running in him. You think so? I think I still think I still think it's Bruce. It's just he probably found a way to use the fear toxin to his own advantage. Yeah, because what would what would what do you suppose the game's exp- explanation would be for the the thugs shown in the game seeing him look like that? Um, well, I th- I think that it's my my take on it is especially based on the story that I'm talking about. What they're trying to get across is that he's violent and terrifying and not at all what they even said. You know, we're not scared of that look anymore. And a lot of what changes with Azrael later on is the look. And he looks terrifying. He's got claws for fingers and, mm. I mean, big mechanized suit. And he just <laughs> looks and sounds. He's got this really deep voice and very angry kind of character. Um, he shoots razors. He doesn't carry batterings anymore. He's got gauntlets with, like pneumatic tubing on it that fires blades he fires four inch razor blades at people you know what i mean he's nuts at one point he one of the covers of nightfall as he's losing his mind he's still wearing the regular batman suit is him beating the shit out of a guy with a board with nails stuck through it like he's he starts losing his mind all right so i think that what it's going to be is that and i think it's going to be a story about bruce wayne coming back to reclaim his mantle and and Batman will end up being the villain fighting Batman because that's what <laughs> it ends up kind of being okay. in Nightfall. Do you think that do you if you had to make a guess because we know we have several more months of DLC to look forward to for the season pass owners do you think that they'll continue this what this the setup here in DLC or do you think they're setting up the next game? I think the ending um if that's what it is and I could be ass wrong um but there's so much mention of Nightfall in the game in little spots if you know what you're looking for that I I I could foresee them doing it especially because Nightfall in itself is basically a giant like boss run um part of part of that story is um Arkham Arkham Asylum Bane, when Bane appears, how he beats Batman is not because Bane is so awesome. Bane exhausts him before breaking his back. Like, and by exhausting him, what I mean is he he takes a rocket launcher and blows a hole into the violent wards of Arkham Asylum and lets all of the crazies out at once. So ah. Batman is out one right after the other, starting with like the Z-grade people, beating their ass, tossing them back in lockup. Going down the line, just every dude he's ever had to put into Arkham, he has to go hunt again. And some of them are like the worst, you know, of the worst. And it just keeps getting worse. And by the time Bane gets to him, he's been like days, even weeks without sleep. I mean, he's like functioning on sleeping in the car for half an hour or going home and sleeping for an hour. Getting up and going back out and fighting and exhausting himself. So when Bane gets to him, he's just, he's wiped out. And that's why it's so easy for Bane to beat him. Gotcha. Because Bane was not originally the like ridiculous cartoonish character he's been made out to be and especially in the Arkham games this big dumb oaf he wasn't really like that he was a very calculated dude in the comics so and that was the one thing I actually liked um going back to uh Dark Knight Rises that mm-hmm. was the one thing I did like about Bane in that is that it yeah, was a, it was a very nightfall esque it was Bane. he was he yeah, was very intelligent very calculated and, yeah I mean especially yeah. with what you were describing with you know blowing up the place and letting all the prisoners loose and everything that's <clears throat> For those of you that have seen Dark Knight Rises, that's uh, it's kind of it's kind of similar in the movie. Um, but I mean, especially with the with the backbreaker, you know, the moment we first heard Bane was going to be confirmed in the movie, we were thinking they're probably not going to do the backbreaker. They're, don't worry about it and move on, kids. <laughs> and then they do. It's like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. But even still, people who are big fans of the Nightfall book, like myself and my brother, we appreciated the way that they used him in the movie. 
did not yeah. do that arc justice. Sure. I want somebody to do a proper Nightfall story. I doubt Rocksteady are going to be the ones to do it. Even if they do it, I know they're going to put their own spin on it, and I want accuracy. You know. Um, yeah, but yeah. but that's that's what I think it is. I could okay. be wrong. Um, I'll show you what what they they call him. Uh, sort of depending on whether you loved or hated that story, people referred to that version of Batman when he's all armored up as 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 bats. The Azrael Batman, okay. call him Azbats. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, Azbats is pretty terrifying. I'll show you what he looks like, you okay. know, off the air, so you get an idea of what I'm talking about. With this like, monstrous looking character, it's. I think what they're saying is, is when they, especially when they really on the nose, we're not afraid of that look anymore. I think they're saying, well, I'm going to give you something new to look at that will scare the shit out of you, and it yeah. is that character. That's my interpretation okay. of it. It's not so literal. Um, the big scary fear gas thing. I think they're trying to incite fear but not in the way that they've been doing it for the game. I think okay. it's just, you know, that depiction of the character. So. All right. Um, a lot of information. I um, Yes. Don't, uh, I don't think any of my questions have been answered. <laughs> no, well, because you, how could they if you right. don't know that arc? Right, I, right. I have, I have it in collected volume. You're welcome to borrow it if you think you have the time to read it. It's not. I don't. <laughs> well, there you go. Then I guess uh, you'll just have to wait until Rock he does or does not make a Nightfall game. Okay. Uh, if, um, if anybody's still listening and has any input on this, we would love to know what you guys think. But yeah. uh, thank you, John and Brian, for, uh, for your, for your thoughts on the matter. Indubitably.